Hey guys, brand new podcast, and my voice is shit, so I will keep it tight. Uh, I'm in Alaska. The cruise is almost sold out. Go to burtburtburt.com. Today's podcast. Uh, two of my favorite comedians. I've known these guys for a long time. I knew them when they were young. I still feel like they're young. I guess that's the way it works. Uh, they are two of the funniest guys I know. They both open for me. They're killing it. Tommy is working on sitcoms right now. Andy's still on the road. Go find him on the road. Find his special. It's. I think we talk about it. It's done by Helium Comedy Club. Go to Helium Comedy Club on, on YouTube and you'll find his special. And, and we're trying to get Tommy back out on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my buddies, stand-up comedians, Tommy Jonigan and Andy Woodhull. This is I wish this is what I brought you here, Tommy. And Andy, you're here just, you're just here. <laughs> oh, I like this. I like this. I mean, I like I've to got, just be here. I've got all my cigars. But more importantly, I've got cigars in a humidor I haven't looked at in a year, and I have yeah. no idea if they can if they're salvageable or oh, any you can of them salvage any most any of them unless really? they're yeah, yeah, unless they're all fucked up. The wrapper is ripping well, off. This is my travel case. Take a look in like there this. and tell me what you think. Here we go. And by the way, it's pre- it's 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 tatuaje heavy. I'm yeah, a big fan those of are tatuage. great. Do you smoke the what is it, the Halloween one? This the new one they just came out with. No. Do you like how I just throw those fucking bags and everything? That's all I do. Yeah, it's like the whole concept. These are great. Do you know you can re- save these? No. You just, I mean, you can just put them in a Ziploc bag and pour distilled water in, and they'll refill. So you can refill them. I do it Damn, constantly. Like crazy. I know. I've learned a lot. Oh. Uh, by the way, you, we're this also is, you spoke that bigger ring gauge. This is I great. I love a big ring gauge. I'm a, I'm a ring gauge whore. Like in prison, I think all the boys would like me. <laughs> that one's too I've big. That feels like one. a cock. In all honesty, yeah. Like that's the what is There's that? Some Kanye's in here. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. That one's oak. So those those were bought. By the way, those might be nicer to smoke than these. But any you pick whatever you think we'd enjoy. Well, you like the bigger ring. I mean, I, I feel do, like... but I, but I, these are really enjoyable. I had one. And this? I really fucking liked it. Let's do the. Uh, these are. I love these. I know this one, and I like your. I like your selection. And by the way, in here. you just than, bring this on the road. Yeah, I bring that on the road with me. I'm gonna go through and uh, maybe after the podcast, I have you look in here and see if there's anything where I'm like, well, you got you got to get that out of there and rehydrate it. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Sometimes, Kelly said oh, that you I can. Put these guys back in. The. Uh, here, this I just really enjoyed. I just really well, enjoyed got that mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, take the, put this how messy does this table look, Halston? Does it look okay? Is it perfect? That's what I like to hear. So let's, I know what Andy's up to, because I just ran into him at the fucking airport the other day. <laughs> you guys had an airport run-in? Yeah, yeah. Is that I, one of the best yeah. things in touring? It might be. It might, it literally, other than, other than when you get a call from someone you've worked with, and they're like, yo, you're at the Des Moines Funny Bone? And you're like, yeah, why? And he's like, hey, are you going to be there for a little while? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, why? And they're like, just tell everyone to leave. We're coming over. And you're like, oh, oh. fuck. So then you Google Pete Corielli, and then you start Googling the arena and see who's there. And you're like, oh, shit, Brian Regan's coming over. <laughs> we did that. Somehow I did that to both of you guys in Vegas. I went to Vegas yeah. to see yeah. Andy. Then you were there. We came over and crashed your thing. This is one, it was one of my favorite weekends on the road of all time. It was so fun. You showed up, and then, Bert, you were just in town. And then we all hung out. Everyone won money. 
We're lighting up. Andy's just holding the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, should I keep going? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell the rest of the story. I was turning away. <laughs> um, is that a Zippo fucking yeah, yeah. flame? Yeah. You got a Zippo torture shirt. Oh, shut the fuck up. That's awesome. It's great. Look, do you have your own lighter too, Andy? Yeah. yeah Rich, are you I a do. cigar guy now? Yeah. Yeah. We smoked last time I was here. Remember? Yeah. yeah. By the way, if you want to drink, I have alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I'm up what for everything. What are we doing? What are we can, doing? Can we open something I'm special? trying to have fun. Can we open something special? Um, I don't love tequila, but whatever. It's, Anything no, other no, than no, that. No, no, no. Right that next bad? to you, you're gonna see a bottle with a with a with a strap on top of it. Yeah. This guy? Yeah. Oh shit. Take a look at it. Let's see if this is what we want Jesus. or we can go. So let me see if that's the one. This looks like someone found this it in a hidden room on that, a ship. Yeah. Or or this <laughs> this one right here is Winston Churchill's favorite uh rye. Where's that? Right there. This, guy? this one, yeah. It's a really great fucking rye. We could all have a glass of that. That's what Winston Churchill would have in the mornings when he got wow. up. Wow. What's the age on these? So they that one's look- 50 years old. And I only know that because it was bottled in 1972 when I was 50 years old. When I was born. Wow. So I bought it. I bought it. I recently just turned 50 last weekend. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. you. So I was either going to save that for my special or for my birthday weekend. And I forgot to do it for my birthday weekend. But I say we start since we're having a morning drink. I say we start with Winston Churchill's bottle. See if we can kill it. All right. Pete, can we get some glasses of ice? I'll tell you what. The one thing I love more than anything is an ice maker. What do you guys? Small cubes? Big cubes? I have, I have two ice cubes? makers. I have two ice okay. makers. I have one as pop. Yeah, everyone has a glass. I have I have uh, popcorn ice in one, and then oh. I have and then I have uh, I have the, the like triangle or the um, regular ice like uh, just a regular square cube. square cubes. The the thing I have some molds that for the big cubes, but yeah, I just constantly forget to fill them. I think if I had if I get a, a different setup, you just fill a bunch of those, put them in a drawer, and just have them to go. Yeah, just ready when did to you go. start drinking? I didn't start drinking until like my mid twenties. I, I drank one uh, for like a three month period when I was eighteen because the girl I lost her virginity to broke up with her boyfriend and stopped having sex with me, and I was trying to get her to, I think, have sex with me more and maybe be my girlfriend. So I drank for three months so I could dance at this club called Carbos <laughs> in uh, Carbondale, Illinois. You are fucking. <laughs> you are fucking. I knew the the recipe to dancing was just add booze. Wait, what? This like. You're such a bizarre person because you are like, but I'll say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this out loud, Andy. And if you disagree, you're more than Uh welcome to. Okay. But do you realize how successful Andy and I would be if we had your talent? Oh, God. (laughs) Right, Andy? I I mean, mean, we're we're funny motherfuckers, right? We're funny motherfuckers. But Tommy, Tommy Uh, was the one guy out of the gates when we, anyone watched him perform. They're like, you didn't put that on yet, big guy. You, Tommy is the one guy that when everyone watched him perform, is like, fuck, Tommy Jonigan's funny as shit. And then you start writing, you work on a sitcom, you have a kid, you do what a normal human's supposed to do. Meanwhile, Andy and I are leveraging all our families for to do feature I, weekends I, in the fucking I Minneapolis different, mall. Different upbringing, though. Like I, I, I had the opportunity to start writing on shows and then at the same time was kind of getting tired of touring and being away from my kids because my dad was a truck driver. And I feel like I was getting to the point where I was like a lot of I'm just doing a lot of the mistakes that I felt were responsible for some uh, bummer things in my childhood. For real? I feel like I was just repeating that. But I think they're like you and Tom and, you know, Andy, a bunch of people like have kids and can tour and be 
good, great parents, but I was having like more of a mental, like I need to be around more. That makes, so that, so that makes sense. So they don't have some kind of, uh, so they can't blame me. Like they're going to, everybody's going to be fucked up, but at least I can't be because I was on tour. Oh yeah. But then, <laughs> then, and then all of a sudden I stayed at home for two years during the pandemic and realized, oh, I'm <laughs> fucking them up like crazy. Well, I was, like I, crazy. I, I was talking to Tom Papa the other day. It was like the thing He's that I, dad. I was like, I was touring 45 or 50 weeks a year. And then um, almost overnight, I just had a conversation. I was like, I'm going to take this writing job on the show. And my wife's like, that's great. And I went from being gone 300 days a year to just being in her shit every day <laughs> without any kind of ramping or like, we're going to, we'll work our way into this. And it's just like almost ruined our marriage. I think I was just around. We were perfectly married for 60 days a year. We could get along if I was around her for 60 days a year. And then all of a sudden, I'm around all of the days. And I just fast-forwarded all the problems. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I did. I shoved myself into my family's life like a, like a fat foot and a slipper. And was like, I was here, by the way, cheers. Cheers. This cheers. cheers. Happy birthday. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Happy birthday. Cheers. Two of my Whoa. favorite dudes in the fucking world. And dead serious, I fucking love you guys. Thank you. Oh, damn. That's really good. It's not bad for a moment. That is smooth. Yeah, as Winston Ch Churchill's favorite, and 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 I I I like to enjoy things with people. I like to make people happy more than I do make myself happy. So I, I find that. yeah, I think it's our business model, really. Yeah, is <clears throat> is to make people to bring to see like a, a group of people going. God, you cooked this steak perfect. That makes yeah. my heart skip a beat. I love that for exactly that like a steak or i'm smoking something on the you know not like dave williamson style who i text all the time anytime i have a problem with my smoker but that type of thing but for me like stand up i think both of you guys give off that energy of like i want everyone to have a good like this is more about you than me but when i for me it was always like i like the way i feel when i make you laugh i don't care about you uh, you know what i mean i'm not here for you i'm here for me i was talking to ron uh, on, on the bennington show one day and it just like came it was just the idea of like i he the it's like someone that found a way to make a billion dollars by bringing clean water to a place that doesn't have clean water and they're like well i don't really care about that part yeah. i made a billion like with stand-up i was like i just love the way i felt when i could make them laugh and at the end of the day, I'm like, whether you're having, I don't know. It's like, yeah. don't be mean to me. Oh, I, I said to my daughters, I wonder if, because you're, you're, I don't know. I don't, by the way, if there's uh, anything I don't talk about, I'll take it out. Okay. But your stepkids. Right. My stepkids, they're 19 and 20. Yeah. So we are, mm -hmm. we have kids more the same age. How mm -hmm. old's your? Seven and 10. Yeah. You're in the fucking thick of it. They're in they the been, wheelhouse. Where they're just, they're forming their opinions on you now. And, yeah. And then one day you'll be sitting at dinner and they'll go and you'll go. Uh, I just want you guys to know that every, it's all worth it, all the hard work I put in. And then your daughter will stare at you and go, wait, you, you think you did this for us? I go, I didn't. Oh, she God. Goes, she goes, oh, no, big guy. I just want to be very clear. You did this for you. Like, we, we are very happy. But yeah. her and my wife just stared and they're like, you're making your dreams come true. Like, granted, we had a great That's life. That's a good example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, this isn't. They go, a guy builds a wall. To make uh -huh. his fucking family's dreams come true. <laughs> you are forming in fucking huge venues to sold out crowds for you. And I was like, and they're like, and Georgia goes, when you went to Serbia for three months and did your movie, was that for us? And I was like, 
Well, kind of. Yes. Right? I did kind of, yes, it is. It's like the being able to provide the life, right? Yeah. That's where it got muddy, where I was like, is is the and even you know, like the touring, I didn't get to that level where it was, you know, big theaters or arenas. So it wasn't I didn't even have that thing of like, hey, we never have to worry about money again. I would be gone for like, you know, three hundred days. And then yeah. at the end of it, I would be like, you know, daddy doesn't have work past July, right? That's this fun. could all end in July. Isn't that crazy that like you're probably you're you're probably in the thick of it right now. Are you touring right now? No, I've just I've been writing on shows since 2016. Just n- very grateful. I've just w- went from like one writer's room to the next or a show that went on for four years and sold pilots with that and kind of just fully I committed. I guess now it's hard for me even to say, but it's like I'm just I'm a writer now that, you know, like becoming a showrunner, trying to get my own show in the air. But I've yeah. still gone. I've gone up in the improv like in the last year and I get the itch like I saw Andy's special that just came out on YouTube, which was great. Just like at a club that I've been. I was like, oh, fucking. Hey, will you pull it up real quick? Just the, getting that itch. I saw Joe List at the improv do a headlining set. Just fucking murdered. And I was yeah. just an audience member. And I, I bought a ticket. I haven't bought a ticket since I saw Brian Regan like 22 years ago. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and an audience member. And part of me is like, oh, this is either the end of the transformation where I'm just an audience member or I got to get back into it. I just saw a ton. I saw a ton of these yesterday and i didn't realize so is helium producing these yeah helium's producing specials now really mm-hmm. yeah mine this one right here mine was the fifth one they put out and done is this in portland or in philadelphia philly philly's such a great mm-hmm. crowd it was great so wait who have they done i just great. saw a guy i just saw a one called for the room uh-huh uh Danelco. i think um, that's ran barn carlo Carlo Rand, oh man, I want to get and this is Mrs. Grossman, right? Yeah, Grossman. This, that it, yeah. motherfucker is too smart for our fucking business, <laughs> dude. He is. He, yeah, yeah. Do you know? I love to. I. I Some of the ticketing I, thing. You, uh, Everything. I mean, that's how <laughs> I, he. He was like the first owner that I was talking to. Like, I think Stroop is a little bit like this too, but Stroop's got all those partners. But like, I talked to him, and I'm like. I think about this like you think about it. Like I've always thought about stand up in the, you know, I feel like I'm a comedian, but I just happen to also have that business brain where like I'll go yeah. into a club and I'm like, you, we can fix this thing. We can do this. And he looks at it like that, but then does it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, wait a second. Everybody does ticketing. He so like the, I can do yeah, this. He, and does, yeah. He changed the whole ticketing, ticketing model. And then he sold that and, and said, don't worry, I'll take care of your ticketing and yeah. makes a nut off that. He just is a, I remember, I mean, like, look, Grossman, I'm sorry that. I'm about to out you for this, but I think this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I remember when he he to, he to, we were talking about my business manager. He goes, "Give me one percent, I'll I'll run your money." And I was like, "Huh?" He goes, "Give me one percent, I'll run all your money. I'll make sure you fucking have a ton of it too." And I was like, "I remember sitting in this fucking green room going, and and you and I was like, because his yeah. brain is very, it is uh, it is the same brain that Warren Buffett has. Yeah, it's very tactile and." Just do this, and then that happens. Just do this, that happens. I remember him when he was like talking about losing weight. He threw a kind bar to me, and he goes, "Just have this today." Like that's the way his brain works. He was like, "Can't you just not just eat this and don't eat anything yeah. else?" Now there's helium bars. You can lose weight on. But he is a great fucking. This he is does brilliant. This now he's. This is these. what Drybar was doing. Yeah, Drybar. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can only assume is a Mormon-run company. That right. It is. I Andy know about the, it. I, I think Andy one. has the most watched dry bar special. I have a dry bar special with 10 million views. 
No fucking if, way. If you're doing a special that you can watch for free, Andy will, Andy will be the guy for you. <laughs> if you want to do a special where if he makes you, the small amount of money. I, and, I come in, I do any. And this and this sells tickets for you when you go to this helium in Philly. Mm-hmm. When you go to any of the heliums, mm-hmm. all this does is move product for you. It's, an, it's a win-win. It's what all specials do for all of us. Yeah. I mean, look, you could sit and... I mean, you know, I, I, look, I, I, there's a there's a ton you could get in the weeds about what's happening with specials, you know, because the, the business model is changing on every yeah. front. But like, I mean, doing this and just using them as a commercial, like you're saying, when I was touring, I would looked at it as like I go to Columbus. I would go to Columbus like every Labor Day weekend or something like that. And I'm like, well, now when I come back and I'm doing an hour for me, I was like, I just want to have 50 minutes yeah. of new stuff of the hour 45 of an hour it wasn't like drop all that and whatever but then at some point you do realize that like you have you know an hour if you're not recording them you you know over a year i'm like there's an hour worth of material that's just in the wind yeah it's on my phone so if you record this just release it as a commercial on youtube like it's not like 30 million people watching you got to drop this material tomorrow it's just this ongoing commercial for people to come watch you live. Keep putting it in. What was the business model with this? Did he just reach out to you like, yo, you want to do a special? Yeah, he reached out and said, we're doing specials now, and we're going to use the specials to promote the dates in the clubs. And yeah, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it. I wonder if we can get Grossman on the phone, find out what the price point is <laughs> on what they're making oh, specials dude. for. The thing about him is, like, knowing him, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'd let you run all my business for 1%. But because he's in comedy clubs i'd be like but you would find a way to fuck me <laughs> nothing personally <laughs> nothing personally about him but just like you know you're in the mud yeah like you've you're in a business that has been built on fucking comedians uh, yeah well i mean that's the only way you can make money is to fuck him a little bit dude when i started <laughs> selling tickets and you'd go into these clubs and i don't want to show any clubs specifically and it's like you finally get to this like you're at a bonus phase you're at yeah. and then they'd go like you were at a sellout bonus and you walk in and there's fucking people squirting out of the doors. And they're like, yeah, there's a four top up front we couldn't sell. They put a table empty by the stage so you look at an empty table. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and I'm like, that's, I, I was in the ticket booth one time at a club and I heard the guy turning people away. We're sold out. You can't do it. We're sold out. We can't I've, uh, I've heard that. And then I go, like, where's that bonus? And they're like, oh, we didn't sell. And I was like, well, you're turning people away. That's sold out. That's how that happens. I remember, I remember that I was a move I'd do. I'd call a club. I was with you in the green room when you did that one time. It still makes me laugh, and it's still a story about you that I tell. We're just sitting in the green room, and he calls the club box office. Who's there tonight? Oh, Burke Kreischer. Oh, good. Pretty funny. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Do you know if he's going to hit a sellout bonuses tonight? <laughs> I uh, that that was the the funniest is when you'd call and they. I used to do this. I did this with Joe Coy one time. I called up. Uh, maybe it was Oxnard. I was doing New Year's Eve there, so it's a big show. You'd think you'd yeah. know. I said, uh, hey, who you guys got New Year's Eve? And she's like, I don't know. This, this is, <laughs> By the way, this is recorded. You can find this somewhere. And she goes, I don't know. I said, well, you don't have any idea? And she goes, no, I don't even, I can't even say the name really. And I go, you see the name? <laughs> you see the name. She's like, yeah, Brent or it's Crystals. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I said, well, do you have anyone coming up? She goes, Joe Coy is in four months. <laughs> and I was like, what? She goes, he is amazing. You got to see Joe Coy. I was with Joe Coy. I think we were doing his podcast. And it was like, it was fascinating to see who they sell. Right. Like who, cause they sell them. They, they you know, like when you call That's up, it. if they're like, so who, you, cause that any comedy, so who got anyone good this weekend? Yeah. And they're like, nah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> the uh, the there's a guy named Dan that works at the ticket booth in St. Louis. It's funny, but like it was fun just because he would answer the phone. The ticket booth's right by the bar there, and you would just hear his side of the conversation. And there's one I wasn't there for, but it's just like there's many of these famous. You hear one side of the conversation, and you can tell on this call that the uh, the person called and they asked if the headliner was blue. Just like, are they dirty? Yeah. So you just hear Dan go, well, the feature act's white and the headliner is black. <laughs> and like, everybody's like, what the fuck happened on the other end that well, that's the, the information the you're passing on? Black. Are the comics blue? Well, the feature's white and the headliner's black. <laughs> so has it's been an out a month. Have you seen any benefit? Um, some, I've gotten lots of nice messages, but yeah. I haven't seen like, uh, you know, t- ticket sales change or anything, but I haven't been to a helium yet either. Well, that's the big deal. And that'll be coming you know, up. I mean, it's not, I mean, I mean, look, mm-hmm. I think Mark's probably pretty open with his business model. Yeah. I don't think he's plugging your fucking Acme date. <laughs> you right. Know? Poor Lewis has got to do that himself. <laughs> but, uh, but what's great about this is, well, what, I'll tell you what, I mean, obviously the one thing that sucks is what's great is. You get seen. That's number uh-huh. one. You get seen. And you get seen on a platform that comes up with a other, lot of other talented dudes. He's not taking fucking shit dogs out there. Uh-huh. So it's on the same channel. And so once people find it, the average comedy consumer goes, oh, I want to check this guy out. I want to check this guy out. Yeah. The thing that sucks is you don't get those followers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I hope that they that make sucks. it to me. Yeah. But it, yeah, it is. They they have more followers on the helium page than i have on my page so more people will see it which is go to their helium page the i'll best. start doing this i'll start paying for specials I'll start you should yeah oh you mean you making them yeah i'll make them oh dude i'll be ready to record another one next year all right i'll, I'll line you up i mean why, why doesn't rogan do that right why, it's i i think the thing that's been happening literally it feels like subscribers do they have? since i got fifty four thousand, fifty five. okay 000. i have a million we could blow this out of the fucking yeah water. you could do this because you're also going to benefit from something that gets views on your page. Well, not, you would you would not, act like a channel. Not totally. Like I mean, I don't think I, I don't think that translates to me selling tickets. But I benefit in my friends being successful. I benefit yeah. in like guys I believe in getting followers and going, yeah. and then seeing them blossom and then seeing them surpass me. And then when I get when I get old. And I need I need some money. I can hit up Andy and be like, "Hey man, remember I paid thirty grand for your special? That's the one I saw for the room. I actually just saw that yesterday. It's so funny. Who's for the room? And uh, I don't know that guy. And I saw that. Oh wow, they've got a lot of. Uh, it's just a. I think yeah. it's just a young comic, Ran Barn Barnacle. Oh, yeah, he's from Cincinnati. Yeah, he's and he's mm-hmm. for, he's pretty good. He, the guy next to him was my opening act that night. Oh, they just really? filmed both of you? They filmed both of us. Why not? When they were uh, booking it, they were like, who do you want to open for you? Uh, it, it needs to be someone that also wants to shoot a special. <laughs> so did you guys each do 30 <laughs> or do 40? I did an hour. I did like an hour 10. And then his, you told his him you like, half hour. Tighten it up, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go long. Let's not make a meal out of this. Jeff, die. That's when I was when I was in clubs. And you like you come back. Even when I was bringing my own openers, they, the John manager Dorr? or somebody comes back and they're like, all right, so the you'll do like an hour in the middle, do thirty five, and I was always like, no, no, no. we'll do ten, we'll do twenty five, I'll do forty five, but I would do fifty five, but I wanted to control when the check dropped. Yeah, so I wanted them to think I was getting <laughs> off at forty five. Oh, that's so. Sweet. So I just I would do fifty five minutes every time and say forty five to control when they because so you never know when they drop the checks. No, 
Did uh, these, these, they still drop checks? Yeah, they still Helium drop does? checks. Acme doesn't, right? Well, there's different clubs. I don't remember what Helium does specifically. And then lately, there's been a bunch of clubs that won't drop checks for the first two rows now. Do you oh, feel kind of um, thing, good or bad that a puppet has almost... I was just about to say, Randy Feltface <laughs> is killing it. He's got more views than Randy Artie Shafir. Feltface? Yeah, his Holy is doing really, shit. Fuck really well. Randy Feltface? I think he was on America's Got Talent or one Smug of those drugs. Was he? Yeah. Smug Druggles? Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, he dressed up for it. You just wore regular clothes. Well, this clothes. is great. If you're a puppet, you could be racist as fuck. And no one, like, you could just, it's a Well, this character. guy's just a puppet. Like, it, Dunham has the, where well, he's part of the act, too. Yeah. So he can be like, come on now. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine. But that was the thing with Otto and George. Otto and George was just racist as fuck. And it was the puppet doing it. Stinky pussy. Yeah, yeah. Hillary Clinton got a stanky pussy. That's what he would say all the time. And I don't, I think we were together we at were that at show the, in Zanies. Zanies. I don't think I've stinky ever pussy. laughed harder than watching that puppy puppet say Hillary Clinton had a stinky pussy. Jay Moore brought me downstairs in his house one time and he was like, I show you two things. I said, what? And he goes, well, I'll show you my gun and my Otto and George tape. And he showed me a handgun and an Otto and George tape. That sounds like tape. the last thing somebody hears. <laughs> it, was, it was almost like I got snuff porn. And, yeah, and Otto like and George was so fucking funny. And it's crazy. That just a, a cassette of the, the it was It was just a, a him, VHS. Was it them or him? Uh, it was a VHS and it was fucking hysterical. And then you'd yeah. meet those road dogs like the Jim Nortons, those guys that knew Otto yeah. really well. And they'd be like, oh, he'd come in on Coke and be like, can I go get the puppet? Can I get George? <laughs> and then because I guess he would be uncomfortable. But if he was doing Coke, he could bring George in and George would be like. Well, he would be in 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 social settings would bring the puppet out. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. It's hard because <laughs> yeah. Otto and George. uh and I, I, I'm not doing a bit to disrespect. So like, I, for a while, was like, which one's which? You know, it's a very Scar Brothers type thing. Where you're like, I which mean, I one? still don't know which one's which. Oh, man, I gotta, I'm in a text thread. <laughs> I got to fill it. It's, it's, you just got to go glasses. You got to save them as one with glasses, one without. <laughs> wait, which one? Wait, pull up Scar. Scar. By the way, the eyebrows on fucking George were fucked. The, the idea that the, the puppet's name was George. Yeah. He, that's love. the thing is he has the name that seems like a puppet's name. Otto yeah. seems like Otto who, seems like what you name the puppet. So wait, Randy's got the glasses, and then no wait, I, that's so funny. If I see them in person, I can see which one's which. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. Right now, I'm I'm going because I think I I can tell by inflections and the way they talk to me. They're very different human beings. Very different human <laughs> beings. They're very different human beings. They're both insanely nice. They've been so nice to me for such a long time, and they're St. Louis guys. So, uh, I got the best story about meeting them. The best. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it's it comes off shitty, but you got to realize they're my friends now. So, like, yeah, yeah. if you're listening to this, you come off shitty. <laughs> no, I don't come off shitty. Oh, okay. It comes off shitty. It comes off shitty, but it's great to. T it's. I, I mean, I, 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 I apologize both to them and. Jordan Rubin, who I'm about to, it, it's, it sounds like a shitty story. So I meet them. <clears throat> Is there no better feeling than like, right? When you feel like you told, take a pull of a cigar and it goes away and then you hit it one more time and it's almost like clear. This, was, just, this is so good. Smoking, it's a great cigar, right? Smoking so well. Um, Can you pass a We might need another drink. That went down really fucking smooth. This is the smoothest thing. Um, so... I was in New York. They had a TV show 
at the time. The cheap seats? No. I think it was called Apartment 3F. Jason and Randy Scalar TV show on MTV. Yeah, then I was right, I think. Um, so type in, I think it was Apartment Scalar MTV Apartment. That's it. I, I just see what it came up as. I'm curious about the story because tell, Apartment 2F was the name of the is, apartment. I'm, I, there's not many comics like this where I don't know that I've heard one bad thing about them. Maybe there's a whole Reddit thread, Look, they're, but they're uh, nice. How old were they? So how I'm very curious about the story. No, no, it's not. I hope, and I hope I'm not shitting on them. And I, no, and no, I no, think no. I've told this story I think before. You're friends. You, you're in the yeah, clear I'm friends to tell with them. The I'm stories. friends with them. Don Jameson was on that, created that. Not give his name, Don Not Jameson. Don Jameson. Don Jameson, right? Is that Don Jameson? That's Don Jameson. That's fucking Don Jameson. Huh. Go back, go back. What year is it? 97? 97. So they are probably 22, 23, I'm guessing, at the time. Yeah. I'm guessing they're both 50 right now, so they're 24 years old, so they're young. They got a show on MTV called Apartment 2F, and it, it was a, like a hit. And I knew Apartment 2F. I knew there were comics. I'd seen them in clubs. I knew this guy, Jordan Rubin. I knew he was a comic, and, and I've seen him in clubs. And by the way, if anyone wants to say I'm talking shit, you can hear conversations where I praise both the Scalars and Jordan Rubin. Okay, so just All so right. we're clear. We're kicked in now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with these uh, four girls from FSU. All of which could have been runway models. Are you a comic at this time? Uh, I that's, that's an important part of the story. Okay, <laughs> is I have done some open mics in New York City. I've done. Oh boy, I've done uh, the Boston Comedy Club, and I've done uh, Creative Un Collective Unconscious and Surf Reality. So I've seen these guys around. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I and I'm with four hot chicks. There's three guys. There's now three open chicks to their thought, and we all hang out. We all go out. We have drinks. I, I introduced them. I go, hey, you guys are comics. I'm Bert. I'm a comic too. These are my friends. I'm like, oh, cool. And so then we go back to this girl, Thea's house, and uh, and we're all partying. And the girls make it clear that they're not hooking up. And, right. and I've known these girls for like seven years. I went to college with them. And so the guys are like, well, you know, I think we're going to head out. And I was like, well, I guess I'll see you guys around. And someone in the group goes, probably not. And I go, no, no, I'm a comic. I'll see you at the clubs. And they're like, that won't happen. And I went, no, I'm, I'm a comic. And now I'm with these girls. And they're like, and they're like, we'll never see you again. You are not a comic. And they just walk out. What? And I was like, and I was like, fuck. But it was, yeah, it was true. It's like I wasn't doing comedy the way they were. I'm sure that you have a hundred people. You say but, that to a hundred people, you're right ninety nine times. And it just turns out that I know all of them very well now. <laughs> and that was my first time meeting them. Oh my god! But you know, it's like for every one of those, you got the time that Donnell Rollins pulled up at the club, parked in front of a fire hydrant, threw me his keys, and his goes, "If I get a ticket, you're paying for it, motherfucker." And you're like, oh, "Nice to meet you. My name's Bert." Like that's how Dude. when you work the door to club, you you get you get both sides of everyone very quickly. I remember I was uh, just talking just early on when someone says something like that, that's kind of like, well, that's not the nicest thing I've heard, where I was doing this run of one-nighters with this guy that uh, I still remember his name, but um, <laughs> he, I was, you know, I was like, wait, what was it? We'll edit it out. I, I think his name was, oh, okay. He's a comic and we were doing these road and I think it's all right. Like, you know, 
when he says it, it becomes also my story. So I think it's fair to share. And yeah. Um, yeah. so we're out and what, we're doing these one nighters and I'm really clean at the time. And we go, if you type in communion, maybe, and we go, uh, yeah, yeah, he's that guy right there. It's the top row, that guy. Oh, wow. Can I just, and we're not showing his picture, <laughs> but he reeks of like Comedy Central, early 2000s, oversized leather jacket out of New York. Like, yeah, I feel like he like wanted to be Gerald, Geraldo or those, like that type of guy. And one day, like we're on this run of one nighters and I'm trying my best and uh, trying to be nice and friendly. And then he goes on about like, clean comedy is ruining comedy. <laughs> he takes that stance immediately. I'm clean. And I'm like, I think this is about me. And then he goes, <laughs> and then he goes, I'm pretty sure this is about he me. He goes, guys like you are what's ruining kind of like, now that's definitely about me. He's pointing <laughs> and he said you. So I'm like a couple years into stand up, and I'm like, I don't want to ruin it. I, I like it. I hate for it to be over because yeah. of me. So then he rails me, just fucking goes on about how bad it's clean is bad for comedy and nobody wants to see clean comics. Side note, he does like his closing bit is he does the Chuck E. Cheese uh, puppet thing where he kind of t moves without moving his mouth and like yeah. animatronics. So, I mean, if, you know, you're talking about what's ruining comedy. <laughs> I don't know. Clean versus Brian Regan versus the guy doing an impression of a Chuck E. Cheese puppet. But then the next day we're talking, there's these gals. There's always a gal that kind of mixes things up and there's these gals and I'm just like sitting there and he's just telling this like long, like I was doing this thing. And he's just like trying to hold court. And he's like, and then my van broke down and I did this and I did that. And he looks at me, he goes, you wouldn't have wanted to be that day. And I just go, I wouldn't want to be any day and murdered with this gal this clean joke that i just did murdered her and it was just like the relationship for the whole weekend changed i was like ah, i was kidding he goes no you weren't and i was like you're right and then we just it was weird the rest of the time i always worked with i always worked with dirty guys who were dirty until they saw me <laughs> and then they're like they're like like guys that were the edgiest in the room and the, and they're like, I'm edgy. I got a flame shirt on. Oh yeah, the flame. And, yeah, and flame then I would shirt. I would go up and okay. say like legit. What I mean, what I guess at the time was like New York, L.A. edgy. Not in my personality now, but at the time when you're young and you're trying to make a name for yourself, you think edgiest thing I can think of. I say yeah. And uh, and then they would be like, oh. And I remember one guy was like, one guy was like, I like that. Uh, I go edgy. I go. I'm not doing it now this weekend because you know. <laughs> It's, and I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. I worked with a dude. You're going to have to keep his name in because it's fucking hilarious. But his name was Jim Brewer. And not, it wasn't Jim Brewer. Yeah. <laughs> now you, you know, you know, I, before the internet. I knew a dude. I know a dude named uh, uh, Bill Blank out yeah. of Des Moines. Yeah, mm -hmm. me too. His I real name. Uh -huh. His real name. Bill Burr. Is Bill Burr. Uh -huh. I never knew that. You yeah. didn't know that? Yeah. Did he change it because of comedy? Did he, yeah. cha he change it because Bill Burr <laughs> called him? <laughs> really? And was like, hey, dude, I can't have you going up around New York with the name Bill Burr doing your act. Like, I'm Bill Burr. He just went blank, though. He went Bill he Blank. He left it blank. Yeah. He was, I, that guy was an interesting guy. I mean, he still is an interesting guy. I, 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 like, I, I partied with him a yeah. lot. I partied with him. I know a him. Lot. He's great. He's I a saw great him this dude. year. He's, he still comes out. How's Always he doing? Not, His, we had a weird fucking setup with his. To be doing okay? Good. Just having fun? Yeah, he's 
He's great. He's such a nice legit, it's like legit in a city player. like Des Moines. Like we're hanging out. It's great. Legit man, like a legit man, like in the sense that like if a guy steps to him, he'll be like, I guess I'm fist fighting now. Yeah. Like he's a legit <laughs> man, knows how to handle shit, still drinks and drives, I think, probably. Like it's that kind Iowa, of that kind dude. of energy, you know? That's the thing where like so many times you're out, you know, for me, I would stay, I gotta be near home base. I gotta be walking distance to my hotel. And uh Oh, here. Hold yeah, just, yeah. Sorry, if I'm, I'm, not I'm just one. making a mess, and I hate to keep asking for it. Hey, Pete, can I get some more ice? I'm going to open another bottle. I need to be able to walk to the hotel. One time in Omaha, I don't know, the, the funny one there, you can see the hotel, and it's across a field. Oh, yeah. And I just walked across that field, and the next thing I know, they're, like, There's farming huge... it. I'm just, like, a huge... I'm, like, fucking 12 feet underground walking through a field to get back to my hotel. But the other thing is, like, you hang out in all these clubs, and you're just, like everyone's drinking and you walk back to your hotel and you just see like six cars leaving and you're like, Oh shit. (laughs) That's how you're getting home. (laughs) Anybody going to be all right. There was a, there was the, I remember getting in a car with a guy who owned a club and, uh, and I remember him just fucking. I'll take it. If you don't, I'm going to open a bottle of Jameson. I'll take a little too. Thank you. Um, they used to the 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 funny bone in St. Louis, the Westport, they used to just, I never did the funny bone in St. Louis. They would get the comics on their way to they just they would set up a DUI checkpoint to just pull over two comedians. Like there's so many comics <laughs> that got DUIs leaving that club, driving to the hotel because it's like a half mile away. Everyone I thinks got, they can make it. Okay, I got the best one. You ready? So, uh, so I do a club. I do, I do I do a college, and the dude picks me up, and he's got Mitsubishi had a line of cars in like the late '90s. That was like a hot fucking the car. Eclipse. I, I don't. It was a convertible. The Eclipse. And they came in a convertible. Was that a convertible? My, I had the worst stepmom in the world, and she used to say she wanted a Mitsubishi Eclipse. And I'm like, you're too fucking stupid to say the name of the car you want. <laughs> yeah, it was Is a Mitsubishi it? Eclipse. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. A, it was a fast car, and it was like sported up. And I was like, and I get in, and I go, well, there's like shit in the back, and I go, I'm where am I supposed to put my bag? He goes, oh, just put it on your lap. I go, well, can we move this stuff here? And he goes, it's my wheelchair. And I was like, oh, okay. So I have like merch. I yeah. put it all in my fucking lap, drive me to the hotel, and we get back. We go, I go to the show. And at the show, he's a cool kid. He got paralyzed from the waist up. And I'm, and waist they, up. That's a rare one. No, <laughs> you don't see that often. The guy's a good dancer, but can't lift he's a cup to save too. his lap. Fast legs really overcompensate. He ran the LA Marathon. <laughs> didn't know where he was going it just looked like one of those car lot things <laughs> so, you know i used to have this as a joke i swear to god I didn't we're in a bit right I, now no, we're I, in a bit I, I i didn't know that that's what i said out loud until you said waist up that's a rare one waist up. you know um, those sticks they use to keep tomato plants right? that's, <laughs> that's what he asked so he goes so in the car right there i go uh I go, I meant no offense, but like, how are you driving the car? And he goes, oh, it's all, all on the steering wheel. It's a joystick. Yeah. I said, really? He goes, yeah, yeah. It's fucking watch. It's like, and he was like playing a video game. And I was like, for real? And he goes, yeah. So we do the show and he ends up drinking with me and smoking pot. And then I'm like, I don't know how we're getting home. And he goes, oh, I'm fine to drive. He goes, I can't get a DUI. I said, why? And he goes, they can't give me a field sobriety test. Like I can't get out of the car. So I, they usually just <laughs> see the wheelchair and they're like, you're, you're good. And I was like, okay. Yeah. This and he, is- and then he gets in the car and he goes, you want to have some fun? And I'm like, hey, man, this isn't a video game. <laughs> like, I can still get paralyzed. You're, you're done. 
Like, you got to stop fucking around. I got a bunch of working legs over here that I'm trying to keep. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, man. You're playing with house money over there, driving this thing like an asshole. <laughs> I need to get a car. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was thinking, but I just said no. I didn't know how to say any of that. I can still be paralyzed. I got a bunch of legs. <laughs> and he uh, just did donuts in a fucking oh, Applebee's man. parking lot. With the hand just With the hands like this foot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just get me the fuck out of here, man. Oh, oh <laughs> Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> I hope that kid doesn't hear this. I guess what I think he would love it. I think he would love it. Just the kid that did the show at the like he's just the college. He's not the opener. He's just the kid that yeah. yeah. He worked for the college and he was uh, drove a Mitsubishi Eclipse convertible. Very little room for his wheelchair in the back. Oddly enough, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's a odd. Not an odd. I mean, if you want one, you get one. You get paralyzed. They say odd, but he he got he had all the money. He got money from being paralyzed. Like he sued someone. Yeah, you win. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't a contest. <laughs> it was a radio contest. <laughs> Whoever can, who's first one to get paralyzed wins. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember I was on the road with this uh, uh, guy, old one nighter guy. We we're just talking about these dudes, not this kid, but uh, he. We were sitting there and we we're listening to I think Open Anthony or uh, Ron and Feds at the time, and uh, he was like, "Do you believe in Tourette's?" <laughs> and I was like, like it's fucking Santa Claus? What do you mean? Do I believe in it? And he goes, Well, if it's real, why do they only say stuff like shit and cock and fuck? And I was like, and he's like 60. And I go, Tourette's is like a nerve, it's a tick or it's a noise or a sound. And he goes, Oh, in that case, maybe it's real. And I'm like, he lives his whole life in comedy premises. Like his whole world is like in a it's like when you set up a bit he's just like oh that's the reality it's cra- i was mind-blowing that this guy was like oh because, i guess it's real because opie and anthony used, to, used have to have that have a guy, guy, right? guy with tourette's and it was like you know it's so funny there's been guys with stutters where people go it's not real and you're like there was a, a very fucking talented guy who did who used to work out of la who had a stutter he won america's got talent i think uh uh I know who you're talking about. I'm fucking drawing a blank. Drew, I've had him on Drew, Drew Lynch. Yeah. I've had him on the podcast, and he it's a legit stutter. He doesn't yeah, turn yeah. it off when he meets your wife. You have to do four-hour episodes yeah. just <laughs> to get it all out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my, my old, I just I, had Halston edit the stutter. <laughs> just call him a fraud. He, he talked my, like this. <laughs> I have an uh, older half-brother that had a stutter, and my dad at one point said, it was his ex, one of his ex-wives and whatever, he was like, she, she, his mom was, thinks she should go to a speech therapist. I think it's just lazy. Like, my dad <laughs> thought people that stuttered were just, like, too lazy to say the word all at once. They were like, I'll take my time getting through this. Oh, I just listened to a podcast with a guy who said he had a severe stutter. And the second he brought it up, his stutter showed back up. Like, he was totally cool the whole yeah. podcast. It was, it was uh, one, like, the, one of the <clears throat> Lex Friedman uh andrew huberman like a a, a help podcast yeah. and the second he said he had a stutter it showed back up and you could hear it like are you saying it's real oh it, but yeah so his is fake yeah <laughs> yeah there was another there's a gal a singer on america's got talent that had a severe my kids and i and, and wife we all watch uh agt 
And she had a stutter when she spoke, but not when she sang. Mel Torme. Really? Mel, Mel Torme had an aggressive stutter when he spoke, but not when he sang. I've never, I'd never heard of this. Well, it's funny because... It's just different parts of your brain. Well, Look I at that guy. Mel Torme. See if it's right stutter, Mel Torme. <laughs> what a lazy talker. <laughs> what lazy. A, yeah. Mel Torme. He's dead. Uh... Yeah, it's funny dead. I know the it's like it's a name you know, but I can't think of a song or why I know his name. Mel Terme, the reason I know this is Russ Maneve had a joke about Mel Terme, and he would say Mel Terme had a had a stutter, but when he sang he didn't, so he'd have to call nine one one and go, "My house is on fire." <laughs> Dude, I haven't heard Russ Maneve's name in I when I was really early in this stand up. I was in New York with a buddy of mine. Uh, Brian was my manager at the Buckle. And we go to the comedy cellar, and Russ Maneve fucking murdered Every in one of those time. like me, like memorable like I thought about it for years of like God that guy's fucking he has, killing. He has such a playful energy on stage where it was like smiling and just ah whatever. Yeah, he's gorgeous, gorgeous. He's in great shape, and his writing is supremely fucking. Uh, Nicole Kidman has a stutter. What about Bob Newhart? Is that a stammer? Is there a difference? I, I think he yeah. calls it a stammer in the book. It's a Emily good book. Blunt, Emily Blunt apparently is the funnest fucking human being in the world. Oh, yeah. I would. I've heard would stories about Emily Blunt. She's married to John Krakunski, right? Yeah. He looks like a Muppet, but. <laughs> <laughs> she's so beautiful. It's like. He, it's, I mean, it does, it does yeah. seem like he out. He looks it? like he's going to do a helium special. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you can, I think I can do this because he's he's successful and rich and you can punch up, right? It's funny. I've only I've never I, I like I, I I like John. John Krasinski is the one from Office, right? He's the, yeah, the Office. Yeah. And then he got buff, but his nobody told his face. His face still looks like kind of the same doughy Muppet face. And he's got one of the he's, his wife's the most one of the most beautiful people in the world and, and uh, apparently cool. Apparently, she's not just cool. She is the coolest person you'll ever meet by, I'm saying, celebrities. Celebrities have yeah. said Emily Blunt can get, can is the kind of person that can get uh, Robert Downey Jr. to fall off the wagon and get back on the wagon the next day. <laughs> like, she is, first of all, she parties fucking hard as fuck, right? Ah. The girl goes hard in the paint and is just about positive. Like, just one of those girls where you, like, you ever... This is never going to make sense, but do you ever have a friend who had a little sister who was like you're so much younger, but you you love when she showed up in the room? Yeah, she made exactly everyone laugh. About. Yeah, yeah, she made everyone laugh, and and there was nothing there other than that energy of this little sister energy. Yeah. And you were like, and her and her brother just hung out, and they had inside jokes, and you're like, God, man, I wish I was part mm -hmm. of this family. Like she, so that's that's Emily Blunt. And they seem very happy. I feel bad if I'm saying this about this guy. I doubt that he'll uh, doubt, feel bad. Yeah. He's got Emily Blunt. My friend yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah. Paul, uh, my buddy from the V Cut, who's a cigar guy. If you have, we're going to rehab these cigars. I'll text Paul probably. He is uh, in love with Emily Blunt. So I feel like you have that. You're, someone in your group has dibs. Yeah. On if they, if they get divorced, <laughs> it's like, well, even if I run into her, I don't know if it's proper. Plus, I'm married. So it's, it's a lot of gray area. John Krakinski. Oh, because he played. He got buff. He got fucking jacked. He got buff for Jack Ryan. He's got a great head of hair. He's in great shape. He's probably 6'2". 
But there is something. And you, I, and there's I, a picture down there that compares him to Thor. Huh? Uh, where, where are we he's just six were? three? He's six three in Hollywood. That's almost unusable because is no one fits three? in a camera with him. How tall are you? Six one. Ah. But I'm very I'm very manageable because I'm so fat. Oh, there's the, the Hemsworth. This is the top one, right? Top Hemsworth left. Hemsworth is. Oh, we're top left. Hemsworth is just unnecessary. Well, here's the thing, though. You're making that a good looks point. like a buff, hot dude. Like Krasinski's face, it looked like he like put a beard on it to cover the softness of it. <laughs> he looks like, and I yeah. think it's probably because he's too sweet on the inside. Well, he's no. The, the reason you liked him is Jim. Yeah. is the accessibility. He didn't look like the guy that's going to spend time in the gym. He looks like the guy you sit down next to at the bar, and maybe he takes his shirt off, and you're like, oh, he's not in bad shape. Oh, look at that. But all of a sudden, when you're jacked like that, there is like a thing where you're like, where you kind of yeah. only want the Thor face. You the need unapproachable it. fucking jacked face. Look at him in the office. He's just the guy that you. Yeah. He, he is. Okay. That fucking Silent Place movie. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I'm like, it's, it's great. Fucking amazing. I saw in a, in a horror, like in a true comedic moment. And like the way that comedy is meant to work. I was in Serbia. I was with my producer. Sounds Kale. like comedy so far. I was with my producer. <laughs> the trailer is amazing, by the way. Of of uh, your movie. movie. Oh, the trailer is so good. It really is. Thank you. I kind of know the writer, who's one of the best guys ever. Also, a big smoker guy. Oh yes, yeah, yeah big smoker. Smoker, yeah. Is it? Do you get to talk about it on here because it's weird to, because it's yours? But the trailer looks great. I know that he's great. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a really good movie. It's. I think. I think so. If it ever gets released, I. I oh really? We're yeah. Hit some bumps. We're we're rolling in some. Well, I think I think candidly, I think not everyone was thrilled that I leaked the trailer. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that was a leak. Yeah, yeah. I was thrilled. Yeah, uh, I, I was watched it like well, four I, times. All I know is the people that matter in the business to me in this exact business model. Yeah, are cool. Like the people that right that I would get a phone call and it would hurt my feelings that I fucked them. They're cool. Like is you know, a like, major studio. Yeah, legendary. They're pe they're mad. Nope, I don't know. That seems fine. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, we'll but the people, it. the people that, the people that, we're, I'm cool. Like I'm cool. I'm not in trouble. But I think obviously, the reception's been pretty, uh, pretty great. And I think other people maybe are thinking, well, if we'd put a marketing budget, uh, budget yeah. behind that, might have been even better. But I just was like, let's get it moving. It is great. It tested through the roof. Everyone that's seen it, everyone that's seen it, and I mean, I got hit up from a, a, a famous actress yesterday who got a screening and out of the blue hit me up and was like uh your movie is fucking awesome is this, can you say this name and bleep this name yeah all right uh i don't know her name okay hold on <laughs> she's dating her, just say any name so it seems like you remembered is, it her mom is leah thompson and her from back dad, to the future yeah, leah thompson yeah 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 and her she's in a very popular tv show uh zoe something deschanel not no. her Kravitz. Kravitz? No, don't don't leave the last names in. Oh, take all this. Zoe Deutsch. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. She hit me up. She saw the movie. She's like, your movie's fucking awesome. This is great. And I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, let's. And so um So people are seeing it. People are people people in the industry have seen it because they come in and they're like, Y'all want to work with Burke? I come see the movie. Yeah. And then Legendary is like, yeah, they put them in a private theater, they watch it by themselves. And and so yeah, people love it that have seen it. I wanted to get out. What was I gonna say? Oh, sorry. Truly comedic moment. But no, I yeah. always pivot to talk about me. Um <laughs> truly comedic moment we go to see a movie now there's only one movie theater in in belgrade that's you know you go to and they only have like four movies so we've already seen all the yeah. movies and then we saw fast and furious eight or whatever and and it was and we laughed hysterically because it's american movie so the trailer 
the the movie The Quiet Place Two comes out. We're like, oh, it's a great fucking first movie. We should see the second. And we're like, fuck yeah. And they go, and it's they're fucking deaf. There's no we don't have to worry about <laughs> translating, you know. <laughs> and we don't realize until the very, I mean, opening credits play. They show one of the kids. The kid looks at John Krasinski and signs, and the subtitles come up in Serbian. Uh, oh, so you have no idea. <laughs> Fucking 10 seconds into the movie, we're like, we won't, we're not going to get any of this. <laughs> we got to watch it like deaf people. <laughs> but it's still a good movie. It translated. Oh, really? Yeah, it was Because there's movie. not a lot. I, I don't do a lot of horror movies. Mm-mm. So I, I missed that one. I guess it was in a horror genre movie. Um, Yeah, but it was big. It, Quiet Place 2 was the first movie I saw post-pandemic in the theater. I saw that. It was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I said that lean back in the realization. I was like, I got to tell my wife she's driving my kid to gymnastics today. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I have, uh, I've been off booze for 34 days. Yeah. And uh, and I vibe like this reentry. Is this the first... First no, drink no, back? No, no, no. I, I, think oh, did it I, I drank right? so much I threw up one day. Oh yeah. I yeah. saw you at the airport right at the end of Sober October. I was it's when I was I think I think I was trying to say this to someone yesterday. I think I was dealing with depression, but I don't know what depression is. So and I, and it's not the kind that like real people deal with. Uh-huh. But for yeah. me it was depression. But it was what it was during the uh, October or a little bit, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I was a lot quieter. And so people would be like, What's wrong with you? So do you think <laughs> were, were we talking about this? Can yeah, I ask questions? Yeah. Um, I've Googled uh, depression myself. I'm like, I don't, I'm somewhat what you just did there. In my mind, I'm like, someone has it way worse. Yeah. So I can't say I have it also because that kind of belittles this other person. But I've gone down this like, am I depressed or is this a mental breakdown? Yeah. You check a lot of the boxes on the Google. But I would think that not having alcohol, they're supposed to, that's, they're like, don't, if you stop drinking, it's going to get a little better. Oh, it got worse. So I, I said, I've said this a number of times, but I kept, feeling like I I didn't get any sparkle out of moments in the day that I used to get sparkles. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then we went and we played. Um, we went to ter- out to Terranea for my birthday, me and my family. I love that uh, place. That was great. And we were playing. It's a par three course. We played every fucking morning. We played at like nine in the morning, played nine hole par three course. Very manageable. Um, everyone at every age could play because it's par three. And the last night I woke up in the morning, hung over, and in a weird place, I knew that I was going to go play golf and have a drink and a cigar. Best day ever. And I said to my wife, I think I got my sparkle back. Oh. She, she was like, she was like, uh-oh. And I was like, yeah, man, I just feel like this is what it's about. Is like, uh, and, and, but the, it, it's interesting because juxtaposed with knowing that I'm the healthiest I've ever been, meaning... Just got my blood panel. I'm healthy. Um, I'm in great shape. I can run really good. I'm, I'm lifting more weights than I've ever done. I can do 100 yeah. push-ups. I can do 100 squats. Like, 100 do, push-ups in a row? No, I can do 40 in a row. Right. Um, but like I was doing 100 push-ups a day. I felt strong. I felt lean for me. And so I go, and I'm getting ready for the special, and I'm ready for it. And I go, with all that in your pocket, and you're hungover, and you know you're about to have a good day, and you kind of earned it, I go, that's where the sparkle lies. So then my my thing right now is finding a place where I can maintain some sort of amount of health. Because when my health falls off and I get to like 265, and I'm the fattest I've ever been, and I'm partying late night, and I'm waking up, and I'm like, I don't feel so good. What do you need to walk around at that is you can live a fun life, 
but also not be the heavy. Like, where's your, do you have a pocket weight? That's how I look at, I have a, a pocket where I'm like, oh, now I'm above it. I got to pull back. Two, 240 in the 240s. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not longevity healthy, but I, I feel good. I tie my shoes. I can wipe my ass. <laughs> I can get out of bed. <laughs> like, I feel good. I'm light enough to jog. Yeah, like, when yeah. I did the movie, I was I too- mean, it was such high standards. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago, Tommy used to have a joke where he would say, if I'm having sex, I'm at my target weight. <laughs> that was that was the weight at the time. I used to try to write a joke about- <laughs> I'm not wa- at my target weight right now. Uh, <laughs> apparently. If that's the, that's the brother. I used, to, I used to want to write a joke about my wife was- uh, in great shape. She goes, I'm at my fighting weight. And I was like, oh, your fighting weight's a little heavier. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, when I did the movie, I was probably the healthiest I've ever felt in that I could run four to six miles every day. Um, I would drink a bottle of wine at night. I'd have a cigar at night. Yeah. But I, I felt fucking incredible. For me, it's finding that middle ground of, of, of like, of when, you guys show up and I go, do you want a cigar? Do you guys want a drink? And you go, yeah. Like that, that, yeah. yeah. Gives, it gives, it's like a first kiss for me. And I go, oh yeah, let's do that. Oh, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Like this is yeah. what life's about. Like it should be like I'm with two of my favorite dudes, two of the funniest guys I know. Why wouldn't I want to? And, and you watch, I, I got to be honest with you. It's what I think is cool about where Joe's goes with his podcast these days. Because Joe was never a cigar guy from what my memory what reserves. He was a weed guy little bit of an alcohol guy but never you i remember he, he was a little adverse to drinking on the podcast now when you go to joe's podcast he's like you want a cocktail you want to drink we should have a drink right you want yeah a cigar and that energy when you do a podcast for me look if i okay let's say i take 10 years off my life by doing all these podcasts right because i party in the mornings <laughs> it's worth it it's worth it what do you want to be 80 no dude i'm not gonna <laughs> I think the oldest Jonigan was like 62 or something. I'm already. <laughs> That's talking. a great name for a special. The oldest Jonigan. The oldest Jonigan. I'm, I'm already on the back half of it, I think. So I don't need to squeeze anything extra out. But like I started thinking about that. I was listening to, I listen to history documentaries nonstop. That's yeah. all I do. I don't really retain the information. And I listen to so many while I sleep that they all kind of mash up. Yeah. So I'm, you do that thing where you're in conversation. You're like bring up something and then immediately realize you don't know enough about the thing you brought up to talk about it pull pot i know that he killed 80 million not 80 was probably too high but like he was into voodoo or something i don't know that's either him we or know Papa the Doc. name we did it I, I listened to this this documentary on uh i'm really particular i could do a podcast about what Can makes a good this off, yeah please this peter is- we might need more ice um the uh these are great glasses uh you know what which one do you have? The K? I have the K. I, I, I oh, think... all three of us have Ks. Oh, great. Oh, Is there maybe a one away? <laughs> Spin them around. Can we put one Turn back? one upside down like we're, we're in the bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we get more ice, Pete? I'm sorry, bud. Um, no, I... Uh, like, you look at, like... So, okay, say, say, say Rogan is... Uh, Pol Pot. Pol Pot killed... I think... I listened to this this morning. They say he has the him and and you can't really tell how many people that uh Mao Zedong killed no Jeff, i've never been able to commander tell commander mao um but please please this but um okay. oh is that one of yours yeah i love that you're going two cigars that's so my brain i can smoke in the car i mean i'm going to have to you take a lap around in the car yeah yeah for real yeah 
It's such just a great... break the fucking seal. <laughs> you know, you can hit your wife, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, there's some shit shows up. But... but it's my car until I return the, the lease. And then I just kind of let it air out for a couple of days. I, th- I think it's until yesterday when we all went to a, we went to a Clippers game and everybody was like, I go, I smoke in this car. If anybody, and they're like, yeah, we can tell. And I'm like, I don't know. We were talking about how people smell. I, uh, I smoke in here. And then like one night I smoked in here with Bobby. Bobby Kelly's a great. I was actually talking. I, I think, just hung with Bobby Kelly the other day. No, you did not. At no, the V cut. You did not. No, I swear. You did not. Halston, did I bring this up? I, I swear to God, I said, you, have you met Tommy John again? And he went, no. And I said, he hangs out at the V-Cut. And I think we edited out the V-Cut. And I was oh, like, to not- no, I, <clears throat> they want the business. But what's, what I found that sucks is keep the V-Cut in. I want them to have great business. And they want to have great business. But what happens is when you share a place on a podcast. Oh, you guys got. You end, no, you end up flooding the place with people going oh shit if i'm going to la i'm gonna have a scar maybe i'll run into tommy john again there yeah and then all of a sudden it kind of fucks up the place for us so like i talked about a place i won't say the name of the place i'm just i i have a uh, podcast to do with alex stone called the local news i'm just gonna say the name and hopefully people listen to it we're back on we're back on right uh, uh, do you have this uh, yeah do we have that uh so we we were talking to these producer people about like how to grow it and they were just like do other podcasts yeah it's the only science that they understand right now is like doing a podcast has a direct result like ads or plug like stuff doesn't work it's just being on a show that has a base i mean rogan is i think probably the biggest one in the world rogan is the biggest media outlet in the world right now. then below that there's a bunch that just like affect businesses numbers like you're saying like you mentioned a thing all of a sudden they sell out of this like uh i know a guy at the cigar shop that said i think you mentioned a cigar that's why I'm that's sure. why and you mentioned maybe a specific one la cojones and it's he's like we 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 had like 10 people come in like yeah. the next day because here's on a thing. podcast well like, here's the thing i mean look I, I i can't really speak to cigars as much but like or I, cigars are probably a great example is like um I don't never, I never know what I like in a cigar. Remember when you first started going to cigar shops? You're like, can you come in? They go, can you need any help? You're like, yes. And you're like, can you explain yeah. what's good? I remember you introduced me to the my father. Um, yeah, I was smoking was my it, father's heavy for a minute there. You It was it the judge or the. Uh, I didn't do the, You liked the judge. You liked the uh, Duge or whatever. But I mean, I, was, I liked, I kind of went through that. You whole introduced line me of like, father's. this is Cigar of the Year. And I went, shut up. And you're like, yeah. That's a good thing where. And, and, and adversely, you introduced me through that because I went to the next one. Yeah. I'll sh- I got to give a shout out on this guy. We pulled up. It's on uh, Ventura and Laurel Canyon. It's called uh, Havana Cigar. Ventura Havana Laurel Cigar. Canyon. I think it's called the Havana, Havana oh, Cigar. Oh, are you talking about across from Radford? Yeah. Yeah, I used to go there because I would work. I was riding on a show across the street, and I would go to this joint. So Havana Cigar Lounge. By the way, uh, it's, it's, it's right next to the GNC. Yeah. The guy that owns it is the coolest dude in the world. His family owns another cigar shop too. Really, a good one, and um, um, kind of close to uh, close to this one, I think. And he is so fucking helpful. And so I go in, I have that cigar with you, and I really enjoyed it. And I said, uh, uh, I t- I'll tell you what I just liked. There was it was the my father and the judge. Are those the the judge and La Duge or something? Le, it's a B. The Bijou. Le, yes, that's exactly right. I said I like those two, and he said, "Have you tried?" This is what's great about dudes like this. In every aspect, 
is uh is he goes do you like uh have you tried jaime garcia and i said no he goes same oh, yeah. people make it right and and i know you like ring i know you're a bigger ring gauge guy i think you'll really like that I think that's the one i brought you when we did this podcast fucking five years ago it, yeah my, and 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 but i love when people and so i think there's people listening i know i listen to podcasts this way i'll write shit down and when they go oh if you listen to andrew huberman that's how i know andrew huberman is he was on rogan's and i was like this guy seems to know a lot about longevity and and all these this cold plunge and all shit so i started listening to him lex friedman that's why i started listening to lex friedman is joe introduced me to cool people he liked their podcasts joe's more of a joe is probably the most curious human being i've ever met in my life and so um it's the reason i'm into foundation cigars right now is because of joe joe's like stay, ride or die for foundation and bobby is too but I think most people go, I just heard this cigar on a podcast. I want to try it out. Yeah. And it's worth the $12, $10 investment of having a good cigar and tasting it and going, shit, I like it. And I've introduced so many people to that La Cajon, it, that, that uh, right, Tatuaje right. cigar. It's That's such a so great good. cigar. It's and such a great cigar. The, I'll say this in kind of uh, comments on the other thing. I think the V-Cut is such a cool place where it's like people leave you alone. I know comics that go there. Yep. I've known actors that go there. And here, if you're here, if you're hearing the name, don't fuck it up. Like, you don't bother people there. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is they're very helpful. Exactly what you're saying. You're it's like, the, I know I like I know this. That, that guy, this thing. Who's There's the guy a new who, kid that works there that is a huge fan but is cool with everybody and will just recommend. He smokes everything in there. He knows what he's talking about. And we'll just kind of go, you like that? You'll try this. He's the Amazon of cigars right now. Uh, it's, it's the coolest. I'll tell you my biggest thing. Because Kyle. He would want to have his name. Well, I don't know what we're supposed to say. We're allowed, we're we're allowed to say everything. <laughs> we're allowed to say everything. I want, I want people to blow up. Look, Havana Cigars, it's on Ventura. They're awesome. V-Cut is right next to the Improv. They're yeah. awesome. And, and don't like bother a, people if you're in there. It ruins the vibe. Because some places you go, which I've been, uh, I don't have as many fans as you guys, but... People, you know, like you don't want to ruin someone's smoke. They're there for an hour, they're there for two hours, just hanging out. Not saying hello doesn't ruin it, but then kind of being like starting an interview or your mm -hmm. own podcast with it's, no recording. There, well, there is a there should be a non uh, a non spoken unspoken unspoken understanding where you see a guy having a cigar, maybe on his cell phone or with a magazine or a newspaper and a cup of coffee. That that's his time to meditate. Mm -hmm. That's that's yeah. what I use it for. There's no yeah, I've I've actually felt it. My wife thinks I'm at Whole Foods right now. I don't have time to fuck around meeting new people. You know what I mean? Is that is that Bobby Kelly right there? <laughs> is that, it looks like that's the inside day. And by the way, their chairs so funny. I sat oh, in one dude. of his chairs. I go whoa, and he goes, I know they fucked it up. <laughs> he goes, go to the other one. I sat down. I go, this is the oh, right. right. Yeah, but uh, dude, a great cigar lounge is like. I, I like it on everything. I like to talk like I got hit up. Uh, I need, I need Pete. I'm so sorry. Right. This? Oh, shut up. Pete's, but I, I, uh, I, I got, I got hit up by someone about dogs. I'm really into dogs. Like I can tell you a lot about yeah. dogs. I just, I like learning shit. I like finding shit out that I'm into, but man, you ever seen Doggo Argentino type in this fucking dog? You ever seen this dog? No, Doggo Argentina. Is it a specific it breed or a specific dog fucking Doggo. breed? <laughs> no. And look at this fucking beautiful beast. I don't this know about that guy. Beautiful fucking. Go to the look at look at this 
God damn. No, that's perfect fucking, fucking animal to be sitting in your yard. Going, it looks like Joe weird. Rogan Argentino. It's, it's jacked. Dude, that's got Tommy's, legit muscles. Tommy's become a dog guy. I've I'm like the biggest. I love dogs. Okay, so talk, and he's got a dog but, tattoo of his. Uh, yeah, I have a dog tattoo. Uh, but I was gonna say early uh, old dog. My older dog Lucy. Uh, Tommy was staying at my place one time in Chicago, and someone just made a noise outside while he was napping on the sofa. And he screamed in his night in his sleep. It scared him so much. The, the, <laughs> it was a bad the bark. Yeah. Day. Really? He, he just like screamed out in his sleep. Lucy, no. I go, no. Lucy, no. <laughs> uh, I had a huge fear of dogs that came uh, from being attacked. And people, I, I never loved when people were like, oh, you hate dogs. It's like, no, I don't hate. They, they're trying to eliminate me. <laughs> and I was like, I had been like, I know, bitten. I know a chick that feels the fucking... same way about Mexican chicks from a public school. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know the same girl who is. If you bring up Mexican chicks, she is like, yeah, fuck, I don't fuck around with Mexican chicks. And uh, I'm like, and it's well, like, you know what's so funny is that most Mexican men from Mexico yeah. are terrified <laughs> of fucking dogs. Terrified of dogs? I, terrified. I got over my dog fear by uh, a friend of mine who rescues dogs from the streets of Mexico, and they're like pit bulls. And I get my dog named Jolene. She's a little Havanese. I get her from. I my love kids. the name. I love the name. It's Dolly Parton. Yeah, song. Dolly Parton. And then, song. Uh, so I get it from my kids, and I'm like, I don't know. My kids want this dog. I'm fucking in love with this. She's attached to me as much as I'm attached to her. And then I'm around my friend who has these big fucking pit bulls from the streets of Mexico. Yeah. And they're so sweet. And she was also like very kind about like easing me into meeting them. And over pandemic, I cured or they cured my fear of dogs in a way that I'm like, it's I'm a different person now. I oh, love dogs. We have we have bull mastiffs and uh and I love them. It's, it's my How buddy is a bull mastiff. 150 pounds. <laughs> Type in, uh, type. I think you type in Bert Bullmastiffs. Are your dogs on? Oh, yours will come up. I'm almost certain, my dogs come up. Let's get those dogs in here. They're fucking. <laughs> so they're they're, they're Dude. that's that was Priscilla. Um, Priscilla, I feel like Priscilla I remember when you were about to get your Priscilla's first one. Passed. Priscilla passed. Izzy, and then in the top right, oh, then go next to Isla. Oh, that's <clears throat> Isla with Priscilla. It's Popeye, and then so this is on Bill the Burr internet. With Priscilla, some that thing of Isla, the picture of Isla. Uh, this is online. You bleep what you. How old is she there? She is probably ten. I feel like that may be the last time I saw her. I might, and be. that's like in my mind how old your kids are, but they're yeah not that. George, that's how old my kids are now. I know George is in college. Isla is sixteen, and and five. I mean. The kids fucking, you know, it's it's funny. I, I I've I've used so much of what she said on stage that she's a tad bit guarded by the things she says out loud. Really? Yeah, Doesn't yeah. Doesn't love it. Well, no, she did. Isla go on the tour with you? That's George. George is doing it next year. George and all her friends are coming out on fully loaded next year to do the tour again. Say it's so much fucking fun. Oh, the baseball really stadium. Fun. They, yeah, you gonna run it back? Uh, yeah, we're we're doing. Uh, well, we're we're doing. Probably less baseball stadiums and more like, uh, I mean, I, I can't really talk about it because we haven't announced no, it no, yet. No. And I guarantee you it's been announced by now, but we're doing a fucking cruise. And and the lineup for the cruise is sick. And I'm that's probably the most thing I'm most excited for really? is the cruise. I love I love cruises. Look, you're one of two people. You are, you are someone like you or Tom Segura who are too good for cruises. It's not their energy. <laughs> it's not what they not like. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I don't like being on a boat. Tom Segura said to me privately, he goes, guess how much you want to, you, you'd have to pay me 
to do the cruise. And I went. Is he, we're being realistic here? Very realistic. And I'm going to guess the number, right? Guess the number. I mean, I think we're at 10. $24 million. Really? For him to do a cruise. <laughs> he said, I would, I would have to not work again for the year. It would have to be my one day yeah. to do that. And he goes, and I still would I'll have do it for to. half that. And he goes, and you won't get me to leave my room. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, but, but yeah. That's but, the other thing. You're trapped. That's the thing where you create this experience with your fans. Like, you're yeah. with them. Well, I'm I, I, trapped is an interesting statement. It's almost like the guy. It's almost like Red, who loved prison, you know, in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> that happens to comics too. They become institutionalized. I did cruises for three years, and I'll do them for three thousand dollars a weekend. The fun is fucking. <laughs> That's shit. what I'll do. The fucking food, I, the food is great. They have great restaurants on there. Uh -huh. Now listen, you can go to the buffet, you can get full, or you can get a great steak dinner, great Italian dinner on a cruise. They're fucking. The food is top notch. You go into I know I know a lot about cruises because we. Oh, well, your cruise channel. is going to be different. Well, I guess all of them are four supposed nights, to be like four days, five all these days, money. four nights. We go. Them are so expensive. We're going to two different locations. I think we go to Nassau and we go to a private island uh, that is owned David by David Copperfield's island. No, uh, no, <laughs> God damn it! Who's the guy who molested all the girls? Well, Copperfield had Epstein. a rape island. Copperfield too. I mean, allegedly, <laughs> this is too many people. I'm not getting sued. If, I met David Copperfield. I guarantee you, if you type in the words Copperfield Rape Island, you'll get some hits. <laughs> now you will. <laughs> That's all anyone's Googling. I saw Copperfield last year, and I've never seen someone going through the motions of their show more than Oh, there the is David funny show. faces in front of this island. <laughs> it's actually, I'm doing a, uh, I'm laughing through it. It's tragic, and it's sad, and their people's voices have been silenced. And it's more so you don't trust a fucking magician. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> Someone what? who makes a living tricking you may be a <laughs> shitty person. They're just handcuffs on I mean, you all of a sudden. Good, how good would they be at roofing you? Like, oh, you oh yeah, look at this. What? It's terrible. Oh, it's wow. sad. It's oh, you're depressing. not even joking. Sad, yeah. Not joking. He's, and I don't know. Look at him. If you if you didn't know who he was and you put up three pictures and you're like, which one's a rapist? I'd get that guy a hundred <laughs> times out of a hundred. The, now Copperfield's uh, gonna be all mad at us, make I, us disappear. I met him one time, and he—he he was. I met him twice. I met him twice. <laughs> Forget that second one. <laughs> I met him twice. He, David Copperfield, him and Lance, Lance Burton. Burton. I met Lance Burton. Oh, I forgot about Lance. Burton. I worked with Lance Burton. Yeah, he. I did. A, he taught me how to get up in a scrape scape jacket. Really? Yeah. He. he Mel uh, Gibson style. <laughs> Dislocate your shoulder? No, no, no. no. It's actually really easy to get out of an escape jacket because it's 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 fabric. Straight jacket. Straight jacket. An escape jacket. Did, is that what did I say? I think you said escape jacket, which sounds like that different. does sound easy to get out of an escape yeah. jacket. That's it's what it's made for. <laughs> to escape from. I would like to get. Can you purchase me a straight jacket, please? Um, is that is it that easy? It's actually pretty easy to get out of an escape jacket or rape jacket. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> What a fucking, what a great way to, oh, a leather one might be tough. Leather one might be tough. Sexier though. What's the trick? It is, so. Uh, so you're looking at this one that's 142 bucks. Yeah. So your, your trick is to your dominant arm uh -huh. to just inch and inch and inch and slide it out the sleeve. It's very easy. All you got to do is. Take the leverage from the cloth yeah. on your shoulders and inch it, like inch it like this. Once you get one arm out, you uh, untach through the bottom. 
pulled up right. on the and taxi. But is it something where, like, if you're in one, they were putting people that they deemed crazy in these things. And if you're in it and you're frantically trying to get out, you're not doing it. You just got to be chill about it, right? Yeah, you got to. You, you can get out of them. I mean, I mean, look, I, I'm sure he probably loosely put me in it. Yeah, but he he put me in it and then hung me over a cage of wild geese, <laughs> upside down, and lowered me every second and gave me one minute to get out of the escape. Where jacket is this in Vegas? Is this part of a show or he just had geese? No, it's in part a of a show. He had, no, he had geese. Is there's got to be a picture of this? Is this on the line? No, me and me and Lance Burton. <laughs> this is great. I wonder. I this is what because I keep. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I would say I'm a writer now, but I keep the, the stand up is in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I keep wanting, like, I need to get back. I want to get back. But then I look and it feels like you're doing it different. You're doing it much more fun than what I, if I got back, it would be, it would be the things I hated again. It would be the well, clubs no, and the crowds. I and, think you've got to find, I stop. it's also, I stopped doing it. And then the people I was kind of, you know somewhat equal to club wise just jumped into theaters and arenas so i would come back and be like where i maybe less than where i stopped seven years ago how many tickets do you think i can tell you how many tickets you can sell right now i don't have an act right now i thought about doing a thing where everybody's documenting things and i was like i'm just curious for real because i've always toured and built an act like i would be since I was 19 years old, I was featuring. I'm doing 30 minutes a night, and that built an act. And then from that 50 weeks a year, I've never built an act in a city. So I was like, I wonder if I could build an hour just doing spots in LA no. and just film it. No, you can't. And then at the end, go like, I couldn't do it. Or I could do no, it. No, no, no. You what definitely I, could do yeah, it. Yeah, you though. definitely could And do the it. pandemic stopped the Tommy, Tommy Jonigan pandemic resurgence. You were going to do a few dates with me. I was back, feet and you were going to do. I started at zero, uh, and I got to like Conan. I got like twenty minutes of just like from scratch. I got up to like twenty-ish minutes. I was going to do some dates with Andy, and then I had this Conan thing that got canceled because of pandemic. But I, I feel like I'm like, man, at some point I'll be back doing stand up. Okay, okay. Because I can't give it up. I'm going to ask the most, the probably the realest question because Andy and I are both going for the grass, brass ring. Is there a part of you that regrets? not being as big as you could have been as a stand-up yeah yeah really i think i i think i don't know that i would be like you what you're doing or segura's doing or whatever but like i think i would have i got out as it was i was about to shoot an hour special and i think the thing that i fucked up toward the last few years is i was selling shows i was like pi doing a pilot i was writing so about three months out of the year i was more focused on writing a TV show than writing stand-up. And yeah. then it became like only that. But I do think if I just kept it as my singular focus, it would have been a thing. But then I started regretting of like touring begets touring, where you go on the road, you do a thing that kills, yeah. a special that does well, you sell all these tickets, now you're on the road next year more well, to make all that money. You can alley wong it. I, what's her? What's she doing? She does pull up her schedule. She does a special. and then Does Ali Wong get... Does she get the respect? She's one oh, of the best. She's, uh, I mean, top five. She's doing kind of what you mentioned about doing, about releasing other people. She produced and directed. Shang Wang. Shang Wang. Did you watch awesome. it? It's, it's awesome. My favorite Shang special Wang's of the year. fucking special awesome. was so good. It's yeah. so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Look, no scheduled shows. Check Man. back later. I love that. The, and Wang. Ali Wong is someone who will come up to, like, I, 
she's the fucking i love i you'll never i just took my wife and all her friends to come see me at the at the store and ali showed up and i was like i slid them out of the main room put them in the or and i was like she watch ali and my wife's like i i, I know ali she's pregnant right and i went she's not pregnant now but and she was and i and i was like i think she's going through divorce and i so her material is going to be fucking amazing yeah because if you're going through something as a comic your raw nerve sh- and my wife and her friends literally walked out and they're like she's my she's my favorite comic i've ever seen that's when we say that it's funny where i making this about like i haven't seen that movie but she's so fucking good at comedy i that think it's a, fantastic. for me the other thing that happened when like i she w- unlike john krasinski will hear <laughs> never hear this she will never hear this ali is so tapped I out love it. on so many fronts and that is like Look, if you could, if I could do it all over again, would I take, would I, would I play this game differently? Probably not. It was working out, you yeah. know. And I, but I, there are times where I, I'm very insecure about the amount of digital footprint that I have, where it's like, I, like is, I'm sick of listening to me talk. What is just for you? That's part of the reason I stopped touring. Was I started talking about my dad? Uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And I started talking about like the f- he he. Uh, there he goes. Bert's really worked out about my dad dying. Um, so I just was touring and talking about like my dad's dying of cancer. And then he died after that. They said he had six months left to live and he, he lasted four months. So and you're like, I'm trying to get, get a ma- refund. I didn't even get the material out. So I started like doing this stuff, like which was like really raw and like, I think funny for audiences and people were like enjoying it. And then a few months later, someone came up and they were like, I love that. I love that dead dad material. And I was like, oh shit, it's just bits now. Like it's not because time had passed and it's like, I'm not feeling it the same. And I was like, I don't know what I'm keeping for myself. This is, by the way, I mean, and what I'm giving up. Look, I don't, Andy and I, are I wish your say, fans could hear that. I wish that hour was somewhere. I know you had a recording that you weren't happy with. That hour is, is out. So I put good. it on. The, I have a Patreon for this podcast. I found literally my last club headlining set. And it's just a camera in the back of the Madison Comedy Club on State. And it's this, such a great club. The problem, not the problem, but it's, I just put it on this Patreon for this local news podcast. And it's it's where the dad stuff is material. Like it's not like there were times where I was like crying and then they introduced my name and I just wipe the tears and I fucking go on stage and I do it. And that's when I was like, I like this. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you but why. Then it became bits. And I was like, I don't like it anymore. I'll tell you why. I, I tell, I, I'll tell you why I like you as as a person as an, and as a comic and. As someone listening, if I was just listening, I'd be really fascinated is I don't have that kind of uh, introspection. So like, like I I just don't, I think I do later, much later, but not, not anywhere where it's matters. So like my daughter got her period, told me about it and immediately went on stage and then it was killing so hard. And it and I was like I never once thought about what it would be like for my daughter yeah to go to school knowing that everyone knowing she got her right. period like and then and then it I'm never, part of that you should say we live in a sexist society you wouldn't we wouldn't have that concern if it was just treated normal every really woman gets it shout out to Australian women <laughs> Australian women I talked about it on a news program really? in Australia and Australian women like fucking showed up in droves there's no shame to it and they were like they there's were like no they were like because this guy got this old guy i don't know him I'm, i know i won't do a show when i go to australia again but he's like this is disgusting talk you don't talk about this and these women were like fuck you you're the reason we feel the way we feel guys like you right girls like her 
are the reason or, or, or give us hope for what the future is. Cause I, and Isla, you know, once again, I, I don't know what effect this had on my child, but like it, it went viral. It had like 20 million views in the first week. And then I put it on my special. And to this day, little girls are naming their period. Cause Isla named her period. Cause Isla's a weirdo. Yeah. And, and maybe it's the way I talk about her too, but like, she's a weirdo, a fucking unique thinker. It's gotta be one of the most popular first periods ever. <laughs> it, it might be. It Think might about, be. I mean, other than like, like the crown or other some than movie. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you're talking about like, you know, Allie's going to have great stuff because she's going through divorce, which I think is you. We, I, I think she's probably talking about it. I don't, she, sure I don't know is. for sure. I think sure she is. She Maybe she's, I know she is. But for me, uh, I think that dad stuff. And then also like my, I was clicking along with my kids, my wife and I were, and I was like, I just, it just doesn't feel like I needed stand up the way I needed it. Now, Shit's hit the fan. I think my wife hates me. I'm like, I need it. I'm paying fucking a therapist right now, and she's barely doing the work that I could do if I just talked about it on stage every night. Yeah. So what would be so like so like how, what are your commitments with with writing on TV shows? You're probably blocked out for the next year. No, no, no. I mean, the the weird part is right now I'm I have a couple things in development, and then a show that may potentially start in February, which I could say I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do stand up. I'm in yeah. a weird period where I'm like seriously thinking about stand up. And right now it's more of uh if I could do it again. You know what I mean? Here's like, what and if I, I could knock the rust off and do it. Andy and I and what's interesting is that like Andy and I put our still on a weekly basis put ourselves out there. We do radio, we do podcasts, we don't have television money, like development money to to like to like go, I'm just gonna spend the weekend with my kids. We're we're out there every fucking weekend. And but I think we singularly can say acutely, and there's a few people that would say this is is like how much the average person listening right now may not know how funny Tommy is. I think Andy, the one of the things that I think about going on the road is Andy is fucking it's my kind of set. It's like oh, tight and it's an hour, and Andy, I'm like, he should be selling more tickets. If Andy, yeah. and I'm not even joking, if Andy were doing theaters and I felt like there were justice. I would be like that would be easier to go back, but in, Andy should be selling more tickets. No, Andy, Andy is he does. I Andy mean, he's doing is, well in clubs. Andy start did. buying tickets to my show, so Tommy will come back. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what's funny is that we're both talking about Tommy. We have tickets to sell. <laughs> <laughs> well, all this is interesting because you are at a way different level of stand up than I am. Tommy is at a way different level of stand up than I am, even though he's not even doing it right now. Like. Uh, Tommy's thinking about his next show. I'm gonna, he's gonna say. I'm thinking about. Am I gonna sell cars? No. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you you're where? Well, let, let me see. Let me take a look at. I, I could I could do this. I this is the this part is your business. Where my where my brain goes. Pull up your tour I dates. Tell. Let me see your tour dates. I could tell Bert's got something cooking in the brain. There. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do. I already want both of you guys to fucking pull out of whatever you have committed for this summer <laughs> and do fully loaded. I already do. And I want to do a documentary of it, and I want to shoot your special because it's the same backdrop every time. So right. the same three angles I can use for the whole fucking thing. And it's eight weeks now. We haven't announced any of this. It's going to be eight weeks, and they're going to be beautiful fucking exteriors. And it would be an amazing special to, to do. And an I think act. I can sell it to Netflix. I got to build an act. I got to figure out a way of like. Well, yeah, you got until June, July. Here's the thing that while we're looking at Andy's tour dates here. When do you think this will come out, Halston? What what do who do we have lined up? At Cap City and Austin. Cap City and Austin. 
You should hit up Tom and, and Christina and see if you can do their podcast mm-hmm. when you're there. I've never met Tom before. I would uh, love that's to a, do That's that a bad intro. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can it. make it. Dude, I've known Tom for years. I text his... My, I, I got in this podcast thing and they were like, we're going to get you on pods for the local news. And then they were like, it'd be easier if you just text people. And I'm like, it's fucking weird. So I text Tom and he's like, here's my producer. And then I emailed that guy and then uh, I never heard back. And I'm like, I'm not fucking chasing well, down. Well, because it's... Here's the thing. Uh, Phil... Phil uh, Phil Hanley it is. It may have been in, a different guy. It was like three years ago. I don't no, know. No, no, same to guy. Shit on same guy. Producer. Same guy. Phil uh, Hanley. Phil fine. Hanley is in uh, Austin like next week, and sometimes, and I mean this, I love Nadav. Everyone knows I love Nadav. But if you're not, unless Tom brings you up that afternoon and you email that afternoon, yeah. he gets such a fucking list of requests. Right, right, right. That sometimes they get lost in the fray of him going like, "Oh shit, hey, I got this guy, this guy, and this guy." Um, uh, is th- Tom in Austin? Yeah, Tom's in Austin now. We and he's say, got great studios. And by the way, when you go I there, you can do... I would take a trip do... to Austin just to hang out with Tom. I haven't seen Tom since we were Delta Medallions, Diamond Medallions, <laughs> uh, talking about Toomey luggage. He is... I'll hit up, hit him up with both of you guys. Uh, I'll hit him up with both of you. You're there December 2nd. This mm-hmm. will definitely be out by then. And uh, it'll be out by November 16th, I think. No, that's next weekend. Vancouver Diary. Uh, that's... Uh... I don't even know why I have that on the schedule. It's a corporate show for dairy farmers in Vancouver. That says dairy. <laughs> that, is that dairy? I'm also, I'm also dyslexic. It's dairy, dude. What about what about? I have my brain That's is my brain is uh, is trying to think of like because you go you look at like Grossman making these specials. Why wouldn't you do one? Why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Well, how, you know, n- n- definitely not saying. Uh, I. I've, Netflix has been an amazing home to me and I love working with those guys and I like the way they're doing shit right now. I love that you can see Shang Wang special. I love that for the price point. Shang Wang special was so great. So great. And you know it why? was a guy in control the whole fucking time. You know why it was so great? Ali Wong? Shang Wang's great. Shang Wang's great. Ali Wong knows Shang Wang. Yeah. She knows. And, and, and if you have, so what has happened in the past is other famous celebrities has take have taken the opportunity. I hope this doesn't come out cunty, and I apologize to anyone that I offend. I'm sure my friends have done it, and no, I hope no, that no, I, I sound shitty. But sometimes Comedy Central will go, "Yo, we want you to do a Tommy Johnigan presents. Here's a million dollars. Don't worry about the talent. We just want to make sure you put your name. You'll stamp your name. Oh, on right, it. right, right. And so it's a payday for you. Ali Wong did it as a payday for Shang Wang. And, and said, did and it said, with a great comic, not said, just like... And said, I know this guy. He travels with me. He's funny as fucking shit. By the way, Shang Wang was funny in three different haircuts. Like, <laughs> like, he, like I like it. I, like, I didn't even realize, like, he was funny with short hair, with medium hair, and long hair. Shang Wang's been funny for a long time. A very long time. He is funny as fucking shit. Uh-huh. Oh, there's the haircut. Oh, yeah, oh there's three haircuts and glasses. And glasses. Shang Wang yeah. was funny as the guy that fixed your computer, the guy that sold you weed, and the guy, <laughs> the guy whose parents didn't like him. He was <laughs> he was funny in all fucking three. I think of where Shang Wang's an example. Like he was writing on shows not too long ago and then had this fucking murderous hour where my thing. F- just on my personal level is like i don't i i wonder if i can do it realistically i think i'm better as a comedian than i am as a writer but i'm making great money as a writer and i'm gonna ride that out but like 
I'm I'm one of those. Like, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian since I was fucking seven years old. I yeah. think I was like born to do it, and I'm just like I'm swimming upstream trying well, to be something else. Here's the thing with both you guys. I'm 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 gonna be. I can be. I can be totally objective. And I I'm gonna say this. I, I, well, I, and it's hard for me not. It's hard for me not to ignore the truths in my head. Versus, it's hard for me not to ignore. So if I say something shitty and it comes off weird, let it. me know and I'll edit it out. Right. So. <laughs> if 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 Netflix gave you, uh, say two million dollars to do a special, mm -hmm. do you think you would have worked harder on it than you did for the helium special? No, I don't know that I could have worked harder on it. Really? Yeah, I don't. No, I don't think I could have worked harder. Well, you on have it. well, you have you have more money you could invest in the special. Mm -hmm. I would feel better, but really, I I I, I don't think the special would have been. Funny, other than like maybe production would have been different or production could i don't have been know a little higher end you could have done four shows four shows yeah it's, could i have think done maybe I eight shows i remember three the, the moment i like the it moment being one show mm -mm. I remember, you've done i mean i've not done an hour special. so i do i like it being like if you came no nope. this is what it was oh no you don't yeah i can already tell you you're wrong all right and i'll tell you why i remember doing secret time in uh getting an offer for secret time and got my money Squared away, you get an offer yeah. from that. You got to pull your production out of it. And I was like, two shows. Two shows will be good. I remember I didn't think I could sell more than two shows. So we booked two shows. Uh, and being on a plane with someone, and they were like, yeah, we just were at, Chappelle was doing his in, in D.C. And I was like, oh, cool. Did you go to the show? And they go, we did nine. And I went, he did nine? And they're like, yeah, to make sure he got it. And then I was like, wow, they paid for nine? And they go, no, 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 Chappelle paid for nine. Wow. Chappelle paid for nine shows. He wanted That's to make sure thing, he got right? it. He pays. Because he's the greatest comic in the yeah. world. And he wants to make sure you know he's the greatest comic in the world. Because, hey, listen, if he flubs a fucking line on one. Right. He, let's make sure it's covered. And that's remember. And by the mm -hmm. way, once again, I, I'm talking on my ass. I have a few drinks. I remember that affected the way I, cause I did fucking Secret Time. And I did the first show and I bombed. And I went, fuck, if I don't get it on this next show, I don't get it. And I fucking got it on the next show. Yeah. And I went into Hey Big Boy and I was like, I'm doing four fucking shows. I would say what I'm saying is like, shoot as many as you can yeah. financially. But I would, the special would be one from oh, one of those. No, right. Yeah. Not no. like, I don't do no, the no, 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 no. I've never done it. But. No, no, no. You What you do is you shoot one. One has got the guts of all of it. But then you'll go yeah. through and you'll say, well, shit. I feel like this seems a little fucking meaty. I remember feeling like this is a tighter bit. And then you go to the early show and go, oh, shit, I really murdered this bit on the early show. Take my tights from the earlier show. Use the right. wides from the late show. Like, there's a lot of of finagling that happens in a show when you do someone with Mark Grossman. Maybe you don't have total access to do all the edits, yeah. to get all the cuts where I know I, like I do. And I know that I know that I know the commitment I put into a show when I'm about to shoot a special versus uh versus like shooting something is one thing you're gonna try to you're gonna do the same thing your materials your material mm -hmm. but you also have a a little bit of a of a fucking of a, of a nest egg to go to to go i i want it to be lit right i want it to like there's certain things that'll turn you off i need a in the I, end it's like a guy with a microphone though right like, i remember hearing a story a long time ago which i don't know is true but like jim gaffigan got a big budget for a special and his manager, you want another one of these. Or you want something else? Go pee. Go his pee. manager was like, "We got this money. We can spend this amount to shoot it, and then we can just you can pocket the fucking rest." And Gaffigan was like, "I want to bring in eight more cameras. I want to yeah. bring it this and just kind of upped the value of the production of it." Are you doing that? Yes. Like, are you shooting so, it on four? Or are you bringing in like twelve cameras? Oh, now? I'm bringing in a lot of cameras. I have. 
I have a Steadicam. I have, um, I have, I have. That's I've, stuff from the baseball stadium tour, which we can talk about because yeah. it's in the past. Yeah. Just the shit you were posting online. Yeah. Well, that, the, co- that cost I'm like, me money. Who the fuck is? Where is this going? That has to go somewhere. No. You're not putting that somewhere. Well, it goes back into the festival. So now we have a bunch of, f- of footage. So when we go to promote the second round of Fully Loaded. We have to promote Fully Loaded where people go, this looks fucking awesome. Dude, I was watching that like, this is a docu-series. This is a fucking special. Well, this is I, something. I'm, that's where my brain starts going with you, where I go, where I go, just uh, how about get ready for a special and let's shoot it on Fully Loaded. And you go, you pick your spots where you want to go up. We put you up wherever. And we do a fucking 45-minute banger of a fucking set. And you pick your, and you shoot fucking 10 shows. Well, I'm a, you I'm, shoot you shoot 20 fucking shows and you and you wear the same outfit every night for me i have basically no material now because i've been doing it a bunch dude you're material, i feel like i would need a do, if i you could, could do i need a year you could do to even be close you this are is so the stuff. fucking delusional are we seeing this on the podcast yeah you could do it's crazy dude so much shit that people have just never seen i think I mean, you, you have so much fucking material that i i think of on but I can't, I, my thing is, and I'm, I'm saying can't, but I won't go back. Like, I don't want to be doing a bit about having a six month no, old. But, no, but and what, when you I have, kids, what you I want to do, is, let me explain. I want to start from scratch and see if I can get to an hour. Let me tell you what you would have. be my goal. Let me tell you what you have. Okay. So like. This is crazy. Yeah. This is was, this on the thing that we're seeing or is yeah, it yeah, people not all, knowing? They're seeing it. It's. So let me, let me, can I tell you, can I, I tell love you, that you did this. Can I tell you where? I think you evolved. Because here's the thing I think about this. If uh, Sorry to interrupt, but I, I remember watching this and kind of being along for the ride as a viewer. So I'm like speaking for the audience here. There's so many, like sometimes when people do something with stand-up that's not stand-up, I'm too much of a purist. I'm like, you're yeah. fucking ruining it. But you took it to a place that this is fully you. This is your fans. This is on brand. This grows. This is so good for stand-up comedy. And it was great that this footage was out there. And I was waiting for something to drop. Oh, uh, so I think we have we have we have plans of that. Ideally, um, here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. You have that I wish I had, and so like the special I'm doing right now. Um, I'm trying to think of a great example of this. Um, so I I, I had a joke. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. So what you have right now is the ability to. Write out a brand new hour, right? Write out a brand new hour of stuff no one's ever seen. But it takes time. It doesn't take time. It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't take time. time. No, it's just fucking jokes. But because because with what you have. Now, for me, it takes time. For me, it takes a solid 18 months, two years to do a special because I have milked everything in my valley I've harvested. So when I start from, from my valley, I literally go, it is barren. It is, is barren. I have, I have take, seven years of unharvested crops. What mm-hmm. you have is you have seven years of little satellite crops where you go, well, shit, I need I need a line for that. Oh, you know what I could do? I could just grab this. Uh, what do you want me to take off first? My glasses. I'm going to pull that out. I'm going to put that in there. <laughs> I'm going to like all these things that are tags that would be tags in a joke per minute special. This is the way my brain works. And I'm so sorry that I'm sharing this for the millionth time. In a special, you want to make sure your jokes per minute are high, but you want to make sure you're front loaded so that everyone knows you can stick the trick, right? Yeah. And so when I do that, I am very focused in making sure that that first 23 minutes is straight up bangers. Now, what I have with me is 
25 years of 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 doing this yeah. where I can write quickly and I've gotten a lot of throwaway jokes where if I have a joke that works great and then I sit there and I go dick joke I need a or I need a sex joke I need a sex joke about me coming quick I got I got and I go to my I go oh, I got this 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 that I've never used oh I got this but that wasn't right now then that was weird but now I can plug that in I better to work than right. I can try you have, but I've once again, you got to realize that whatever five specials I've done, I've ripped the valley dry for every year. And so you've got all these satellite crops where you could set up your jokes. And then especially, and this is why, sh- I mean, I'm not saying Shang Wang is special is great, but with someone that knows him, like, like if you, if me and Andy produced a special for you or me and you, me and Andy went on tour with you and did, and did fully loaded and we did a special for you. We could sit and watch your new hour and be like, Hey man, you know what you should do? The thing about, I mean, I love uh, when I'm it's such an old joke you used to have and I still think of it to this day because I have a joke where I think of your joke and I go that's the joke I want is your mom called you and said you know what they're doing with cats on the internet you are and you go first off we need to get you off the internet (laughs) yeah like but like just there's all these little lines that you have that you could fill into a brand new hour that would punch up your hour to a place to get it manageable where you go oh I can get this murdering pretty quickly and that's what is this is what's great about a guy like you and and makes it tough for a guy that's been doing it for like Andy and I know how many guys are out there that have been doing it eight years and drop a special, you know, uh, six years and drop a special. And you're going, what I'm seeing out of you is all of your harvested crop. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it's better to be in the situation you're in where you've been doing it for 20 years and you've, and you've, and you've pushed pause and done something else, but you haven't shut your brain off and you go, I, I wish this guy that had been doing it six years had maybe waited four more years and then showed me his crop for 10 years. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, no, yeah, 100%. That, that, uh, that's part of the reason I never did a special because I looked at the amount of people that were doing them too early and was like, well, I don't want to be that person. Well, and and then happens, I just waited yeah. and never did one. What happens is like, is like, is, uh, you know, the, the, I think that's where the internet shows up and starts maybe attacking really great dudes and really good, competent comics who maybe aren't ready, but put their foot forward. And I think maybe the internet sees that as ego. I think, I think we see it. I mean, I say, I speak from Andy and me only because I feel like we're in the same, we've been in the same position for so long where we see it as like, we're just trying to advertise for ourselves. You know, I'm just trying to put it. I thought it was a good bit. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I I can't tell how you're going to receive it. And, 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 and like when, when people watch Andy's special on, on helium comedies page, I hope they see it and they go, this, this is great. I love it. I want to go see him live because the live performance is what you want them to see. Yeah. That's where you're at your best mm-hmm. is when you're in control of the audience, you get to yes. flow with it and vibe with it. But I think. Did people you- release album? Like that's what I was doing. I did three albums and I like those as like, here's a bookmark of where I am. Here's another bookmark. Here's another bookmark. And a special feels it's it's so much bigger. Where, like, are comics still releasing just albums? No, I think everyone's going online right now. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. like your opener has a has yeah 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 yeah. And and my you know the special is also an album. Like that's just what happens now. So your album and it was my sixth one. So this, but you have six albums. Yeah, you have six fucking albums. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, do you have albums? I do. Do you not. do just the album release? No, uh, maybe I do. I do. I do for Grammy consideration. We well, we actually print a uh, legit album. Oh yeah, yeah, but I think it's just for Grammy consideration. Uh, but I'm never getting nominated for a Grammy. 
even the one I got, I think this next one's probably my best. It's my best special yet. Shot um, already? I shoot it next weekend. Next weekend? Next in, weekend, in, real time, or next weekend when this comes out? Next weekend, real time. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Where are you shooting it? Um, oh, well, I'm see, but, but, but hold on. Can we I talk get, about this? Or yeah, no? please. I get very specific. I have, for, I have oh, certain, fuck. I have certain, like, I mean, honestly, and, and this is why when you see Ali do that with Shang Wang and you go, this is why that's such a great special. And, and I think because Ali probably incorporates her brilliant brain and all the stuff that maybe, sh- and I want all apologies to Shang, but like that maybe he doesn't consider. And I remember having this conversation with other people at the name out who was unaware that it would be a great idea to shoot your special in a place where people hadn't seen the material. And I was like, and he was yeah. like, yeah, people, he was like, what do you mean? I fucking, what? Dude, yeah, it's their fans. And I was like, no. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right on this. And so I pick a city. When I get my touring list, they go, you will be doing fucking, I don't know, 125 cities or whatever next year. Yeah. I go, cool. At the beginning of this, I went pull out Omaha, DC, and Tampa. Just take them off the list. And they were like, okay. Uh, I go, put them at the end. And let's figure routing and which one makes the most sense. And they're like, well, you know, based on what we were, you know, because the pandemic kind of fucked it up. You've already sold Tampa and D.C. So we can cancel those dates and push them. But you haven't done Omaha yet. And I went, okay, the Omaha is where I'm shooting my special. Why'd you pick Omaha? Because I haven't done there yet. And I have a good following. It's a great Do comedy. You like, are you in a theater? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing uh, the Orpheum in Omaha. Uh, it's a beautiful. I've old, done that theater. Strangely pulled enough. up. It's gorgeous. It's, it's an amazing. Ornate, it's yeah, an yeah. Ornate, three thousand seat theater. I can sell at three thousand. I can still have a packed room at like twenty five hundred and incorporate cameras. Um, How I know many shows I can, are you shooting for. I know I can sell tickets there, Todd and Tyler. Right. Yeah. I know I can, and I know that if I open seats, I can call Todd and Tyler. Those will clean up. Those. These are all things that go in my head. Oh so my the God. place I did before this was Cleveland. I knew if I did Rover, I could go in and sell Cleveland. And I knew I wanted to do four shows. But in order to do four shows, I had to move 8,000 tickets. And I couldn't move 8,000 tickets at the time, especially in Cleveland. I was like, but but out of all the places, I was like, I bet I can move 8,000 in Cleveland. I'm going to need to lean on Rover. I hit up Doogie. Doogie's like, we got you. I, I called into Rover like probably four or five times. I went in and flew in and did Rover to help push the date. And I, I got to 8,000 tickets to sell it. This is the Orpheum in Omaha. It's gorgeous. It's a great theater. And and here's the other thing. Ooh. Here's the other thing is that these are insights you only get from the 10,000 hours. I know there's a ton of Orpheums out there, and I love a show in an Orpheum. These are great theaters. They're set yeah. up for the stage, and they're old is school. Is there one in Seattle? I, think there's one in- uh, I don't oh, think maybe. in Seattle. I think you have not. Ne- I'm thinking of another one. Uh, uh, they're all over the place. But But I know the vibe of this show. There's an oh yeah, there's an Orpheum in Austin, which is like fucking phenomenal. Boston, Boston. Uh, I didn't do the one in Boston. I've never done that one. But this is great. But so so I but I but I know so if you do enough theaters, you go okay. I know six thousands a tad bit unmanageable for a special. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I know that, and I know twelve thousand tickets. I get to do two shows. I know that if we go, let's just say, let's just call it two thousand tickets, right? I know I can sell eight thousand seats in 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 Omaha. But more importantly, I know the energy of 2,000 people. I know the energy of 3,000 people. I know the energy of 2,500 people versus the energy of 1,200 people, the energy of yeah. 700 people, 600 people. And that, I think that is where you get your 10,000 hours when you get a guy like, say, myself or Allie or Tom or Joe or, or 
who goes, I'd like to produce your special. You're getting these insights. We're like, and that's what made Shang Wang special so great. It's Ali Wong puts all these 10,000 yeah. hours of her brain into she the directed making of it. it too. She directed mm -hmm. it. And she knows. And can I tell you what makes Ali Wong a fucking gangster? Is uh, my favorite special is the last one she just did. And I love that Ali paid attention to. Maybe she'll say I didn't, Bert, and, and I'm a fucking fool. But she paid, her backdrop was very simple. However, it highlighted her in that in that three-thirds, that two-thirds shot that is the majority of her special. The majority of her special is this shot right here that you're seeing of me. This shot right here. Now, I have fucked this one up because all you see is me flexing and shots of me. But when you do a special, you don't need to spend $200,000 on a backdrop. All you need to do is make right. sure that what you look like right here is engaging. Ari Shafir's Is it fucking, this one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I uh -huh. love the oranges. I love the oranges. Yes. It really, it pulled her out. The idea the, that she pops off she that. She pops off bananas. that, dude. Ari Shafir. Look, pull up Ari Shafir's special. One? The With new the special. I fucking love it. Dude, his <laughs> wide shot is so fucking sick. His wide shot is so fucking sick. Ari's with those dude, candles. Now, you, you now, know him so much better than me. He's a guy that I'm like, is he hiding from people how nice he is? Yes, yes. A hundred percent. He is sneaky. Same cigar, Andy, or one of the cigar? nicest guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. Is that um, okay? Yeah, of course. So we so Ari's okay. So now here's I think the thing is is like everybody sees his comedy. This everybody is why, hears his podcast. I don't know that everybody knows how fucking nice the guy is. No, they don't. And here's what so like if you want to put the ten thousand work hours, right? That right there, look at him coming off that. It looks awesome. It looks fucking awesome. I'm gonna call Ari right now. Because it looks fucking awesome. And here's what's great about it is that this is why that 10,000 work hours is so applicable in what we do. Is Ari did this. And then he did not anticipate. Uh, let me call him to make sure he's cool talking about this. Because it's really fascinating. But it's the thing about shooting specials. And Ari is now, I think, directing specials. And yeah. when you get a guy Comics that's done directing a, specials. That's what we That's the thing. Nothing against other directors. But you need a comic. Yeah. You need you need you, and, Ari, Ali Wong, whatever. Yeah, because, Directing. because he said, uh, hopefully he'll answer, he's such a cunt and th that he doesn't use his When phone. Louis directed those his own on those. Louis directed Bobby Kelly's. Louis did his own. There was a, I don't remember when it was, but it was like the first special in fucking forever that they just didn't show the audience. Yeah, and, and that I'm changed like, everything. Wait dudes a second. Started now going, we don't need to do that. Dudes started going... Hey, yeah, man, those those uh, those audience shots are distracting. Why am I cutting to the black guy laughing to make sure he's cool with it? Right? What the fuck are we doing? Like, I don't need to cut to that. <laughs> Ari, it's a gorgeous shot. Yeah. And I think it has something to do with, like, I'm sure it has something to do with being Jewish or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it, right? I mean, there's no way it doesn't. You don't light 600 candles and not. Will you pass me on those cutters? But, like, that's what's cool about what we're talking about is, like, I mean, one of the things I would do, and there's a lot of things I'd like to do from, I'd like, I would like to, it would be cool. Cause you know, one of the things is they get, uh, who said this recently, uh, Duncan Trussell, I'm fucking, I'm going to fuck this up, but he said something to the effect. If you can't, I'm fucking this up. You can't pay back your success with kindness and help other if you can't help people yeah then, then you're not doing this right, and right. i'm sh in shortchanging it but like you get like just club business like it would be cool to be it would be cool to set up a company as a comic where you go i'm gonna make spec like do what mark grossman's doing but mark Gross grossman is obviously gonna do it from mark grossman's point of view which is a club manager mm -hmm. but do it as a comic 
set up a company where you created a social media platform team where you could help people promote in a proper way that is a social media company where we're not hemorrhaging money out of comics to just post their fucking videos. You right. sit down with the comic and you kind of brainstorm <clears throat> with like what makes them great, what what you as a fan of comedy love about that human and then celebrate those things. So, so, awesome you, so often you see a comic promote themselves in a comic adjacent way where you're like, uh, you got to find your voice. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. But more importantly, give them direction with a special with with content with like with like pot either podcasting or or creating so like youtube videos like you know the the paul brothers did it where they'd build a house and they'd have all these young guys come in the house and they teach them the basics this is the thumbnail you right. need this is the fucking i mean it's really fucking genius really people shit on the paul brothers I'll never, I mean, I probably have shit on them, but I won't, I won't in the future because they, they're fuck. they guys, they're fucking smart as fuck. You know, they're, they had a house by the improv for a while. Yeah. They used to cause a ruckus. And they used the to party was, their dick off. The thing is like, like Ali Wong doing Sheng Wang special is amazing. But I think the next evolution of it is like, how do you help sell tickets on a weekly basis in addition to that special? Does that makes sense. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Well, We're like. It's like this person's, you're, you're, you yourself are not playing the funny bone, but yeah. your name has value there. And if it's like Burt Kreischer presents X tour, like if there's like a touring, I don't, I don't have the thing where well, I'm just trying to figure out like is, selling tickets is. is every comic relies on selling tickets, whether you're in a fucking arena or a comedy club, you got to sell some The tickets. problem is your name is the only thing that sells a ticket. So like, like I, I'm not sure. I, I I don't know. I mean, I remember Dane did uh, Dane Cook presents. Yeah, with Bobby, Bobby Kelly, was on that, right? Yeah, Bobby Kelly, Gary and Goldman, Jay, uh, and Jay Davis. Jay Davis. And it didn't sell super well because Dane was the hot commodity. Right. So theoretically, I mean, I guess you could say Fully Load is a better manifestation of that because I'm doing the shows with them, um, and I'll close the shows. But I also don't have a problem. I want. When we do fully loaded, I want, I tell everyone, just murder, just murder. Yeah. Don't worry about. I've I've set it up in a in a in a manner where if you're not comfortable with your spot, you have a safe place to talk to me about it and go, hey man, can I? I don't want to go on earlier. Have you set the lineup for the next? one? I set the lineup. I no. I haven't can you been, announce it? No, I haven't set the line. I've set the lineup for the cruise. Dude, so the cruise is mostly. You know, do you know Sal? Uh, they yeah, do the Joker's yeah. cruise. Are you really? No, no. He asked me to do the Joker's Cruise. I, I uh, couldn't do it. I was, I was at, on staff writing on a show at the time. But that's something where I said I can't do it, which I couldn't do it. And then I saw, you know, videos and posts of the aftermath, and I was like, I may have missed the most fun week ever. Well, those shows and are I think really that, fun because technically everyone knows that you will have a few headlining sets. Like, um, hopefully we've announced it already, but uh certain whitney will headline but i doubt i i can almost guarantee a hundred percent that if whitney is like yo come towards the end of my last 15 minutes fuck around with me on stage i'd go up and that energy i think yeah for a stand-up fan is really fun um we're gonna do live podcasts like so you try to spread it out so everyone's having a good time in every aspect of what they enjoy about these performers but when we do fully loaded i say to people just fucking party have fun if there's something you want to do in the afternoon let us know but more importantly 
if you don't like your spot on the lineup, let me know and I'll just move you because I'm a comic. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not the promoter. I'm the I'm a comic. So there'll be I mean J Big J was supposed to host last year. And his flight got delayed. We have Dave Williamson coming and host. And then Big J comes in and does uh and does a set. And immediately I was someone was like, Yo, I, I'm not gonna follow that. And I was <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think anybody would choose yeah. to follow that. And I was like, it's a pretty good call. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, hey, can you, Jay, can you just do like 15, 20 minutes? And he was like, yeah, I don't mind. And I was like, is it cool if we put you here? And then you hit up everyone else. Everyone's like, yeah, have Jay do there because and well, you, it's not a knock on anyone. No, it's well, not a knock have, on anyone. It's you're like, doing everyone's a headliner. Everyone's a headliner. And everyone's they're all doing a headliner. 15 to 20 minutes and, and just murdering some headliners' energy. If you're looking at everyone as equals, some people slot in better earlier. Like I would be a guy that would be earlier. If you're putting You'd five, I want to. I'm like a, I'm like the early guy. These, the high energy thing. Where uh, I'm trying to think of like who did your me. I performed my fucking shirt off. Yeah, I don't be, follow. nobody <laughs> was following. No one wants to go after that. And I'm not saying like material wise. I'm just saying like, do you dude, remember when we worked together in fucking Iowa? Yeah, the very I was, ju- first I was just there last weekend. I was just there last weekend, two weekends ago in Bettendorf. I'll say that may have been near. Is that Quad City? It's where we were. Dude, uh, we worked together, and I've always thought, about, I'm like, I feel like a stand-up purist where I'm like, comedy is this. And it's not black and white, but it's near that. Yeah. And you were the first guy like I worked with as I'm an opener. I'm a middle act. So I'm middle for you, and I just do what I do, whatever. And then you go up, and you do something completely different than what I'm aspiring to do, than what I'm ever going to be able to do. It's just a different energy, a different vibe, a different style. And I was like, oh, it can it can be great in many ways. It was, I walked there, uh, you had this Killers song. You went up to this Killers song that oh. I played nonstop for like months after. It's anything, it's by the Killers. You go up and everyone loses their mind the shirt comes off, the act comes in, <laughs> and I talk to the sound guy. I'm like, is it like this every time he's it's like, is it just every time he comes? And he was like, he was here once. He's been here one time. And you just so what basically like if you're just like a uh non-comic, like you're performing in front of a lot of people that have never seen you or heard of you. But when you went on, everyone was a fan. Oh well. And I, I was like, it. there's a it, I, I don't know that I adjusted I felt, I felt it. The, I felt the opposite that weekend. Ah, man. I was like, <laughs> this guy's doing something different. I agree with Tommy. Every time that I ever did a show with you, it's just like, Bert is the most fun guy in the room, no matter what. And then when you bring that on stage, the whole audience is like, I can't wait to hear what he says next, because this is this is the guy that I want to be talking and leading oh. this party that we're all in right now. I, I thought it was like Brian Regan style, where like to get that reaction, in my mind, I, I was like, you have to have done this club 10 times over the last 10 years, and now everyone has come back to see you. But when that dude was like, he was here once, a year ago. Most of these people don't know who he is. It was fucking murderous. But it's funny. I, I remember distinctly, and I've used this example a number of times, is watching you and going like, oh, shit, I'm not writing. We hit it off immediately. We that did week. hit it, it off. It was strange. Yeah. I remember... I uh, think at the time I was like tucking in button down shirts and I didn't curse. And <laughs> who is the guy? Who is the MMA fighter that came to our show that night? Who's the big guys out in Iowa? They 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 are like all share a name or something. And you remember. knew who he was. 
Oh, really? Yeah, and he was, and there was a porn star there, and you knew who she was, and I, didn't I know may know you. that. <laughs> um, Iowa had the like big a guy out of Iowa that got his arm broken. He like didn't tap. Are you talking about like a Gracie? No, it was a big guy, fucking corn-fed big MMA fighter yeah. from the early two thousands, who didn't get his fucking, and he didn't tap, and his arm broke, and he showed up to the show, and you were like, "That is fucking." dot 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 and i was like do you do you have a lot of athlete fans a lot mm. of i mean maybe i don't know i don't really i'm not i'm not really great with like dms and stuff yeah. and like so i i some um no it wasn't 2020 it was back in the day god Dude, this I, was i don't even remember when. um it's so funny i'm checking to see my daughter got her car stolen today Oh no! What? So yeah, and that's so, insane. A whole car stolen? And so I'm finding out if they've talked to her. Left it somewhere. They did some kind of technology steal, or left the keys in it. Oh, Frank Mir. No one, Frank Mir. That's loud. Can you splash that? Please, and let's get some ice in here. I loved it. Can I tell you I what I love about full Tom? midday buzz? Can I this tell you what I love best. about Tom Segura? So he's like, he's he's so much better at this game than than we are. Like he he really gives a fuck. He really gives a fuck about content and like he's a fucking smart dude. So he changed our thumbnails on two bears, and he's tech. Just, maybe this is like two inside baseball, but Tommy texts me. Well, I love this thing. It's like changing your thumbnails he's on another level he goes hey man heads up we use new thumbnails for today on youtube worked out for us 241 (laughs) more thousand views 14 percent through click three like he just is such like he changed our thumbnails. did he trim down during this fucking sober october dude i'm seeing online he's got uh he's trimmed down quite a bit in a a solid like mass way like he's thick but slim he's 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 in he's in great shape like that right there is that present day? Have you seen this episode, Halston? Yeah, so fucking crazy. Where does he? I, I heard what he got you for your birth gift to you. Wait, you've already heard it. <laughs> I listened to it this morning on the way to Tommy's house. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> yes. That's all that matters. Yes. <laughs> Where do you, you know shoot what he got me for my birthday? He told me. What are you gonna do? With I don't know if we're supposed Melt to say it. Down? it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're supposed to say. <laughs> fucking destroy it. I don't it was know. So funny hearing you floundering because I know I could. Feel you gotta melt it just... down. Give it. To, give the money to local food banks or something. You got a lot of bad karma. Yeah, I can't can we karma. say I can't what it is? My, yeah, you can say what it is. I could feel you being like, I should, I should maybe smash, smash this right away. Yeah, yeah. It's but fucking it's crazy. So I go, yeah, and I go, I don't know what to do with it. And he was like, he's like, well, it's yours now, buddy. And I was like, well, <laughs> fuck. It's almost like giving someone herpes for their birthday. <laughs> Where um, do you shoot this? Is that n- unknown? What's that? In what state? No, we shoot it in Austin. So you go there and... I go there a lot. <laughs> Or once a month for four days. You go there once a month and, and make these. And make these, and then and uh, sometimes I get Nazi <laughs> memorabilia. <laughs> what is is it? Silver? It's silver. So it's 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 uh, fucking crazy. <laughs> the idea that like just in the that you can't purchase it makes it seem if it were something if if it was like I got you this off of eBay and it's a Nazi, it's a tea set or something. It's just a teacup. So if it's a Nazi teacup that you bought on eBay, it's you go like, oh yeah, that's got some stigma to it. But the fact, the steps that you had to go through, I now you're like, I, I don't know. I gotta, anybody I gotta, should I gotta have be dead it. honest with you. I don't remember any of it, right? And I was sober. 
all I remember is if you, there's one moment where I laugh hysterically. I don't remember what that is, but it was when, whenever I realized, oh, fuck, he has not only given me my gift, but he's put me in the worst position you can ever be. And it's, which, which I, which, you know, in like the meta comedy brain where you go, this is the funniest thing because it's the worst gift you can give someone. What's it's the, the way out? Uh, just melting it down, I guess. Do you have it on you? No, I didn't fucking pack it in my <laughs> luggage. Sir, can you want to check this? It's Nazi memorabilia. It's technically, it's technically not ma- Nazi memorabilia. And I guess there's some questions about the authentic- authentication of it. Really? Yeah, some people are like, oh, no. People are like, I'm not really sure that's Hitler's. Oh, and so you're like, I well, mean, got got by some Nazi? Well, it look, whatever. It's I, My whole thing was, is... Uh, if if fucking if someone laughed, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's it's. I, and now I got to think about what to get him. I want to get him a dog. Like just oh like God. the worst gift you can get someone and go, hey, I got you a oh, puppy. Yeah. Go bring his kids in. But yeah, he, be like hey, now, I want to get you something, but I want your kids to see what I got you. You didn't want this, but you have it now. Yeah, and now it's yours, and now you get to raise a fucking dog for twelve years. <laughs> like he he loved this. Hey Pete. Oh Pete's working out. Can we get some more uh, ice, please? Dude, I I'm uh, I see the Tito's in here. I'm a Tito's loyalist now. You like Tito's? I just it's the only booze in my house that I drink regularly. Really? Yeah, yeah. What's funny? I'm not a whiskey guy, but I have noticed a change in the buzz I get from yeah. Tito's, the buzz I get from tequila, and the buzz I get from whiskey. I noticed what I noticed is the next day. Yeah. I feel better the next day on on, on Tito's. Tito's. Yeah, I do too. Um, um, whiskey will catch up to me tonight's an interesting night. I'll we had, get the we had a rough day. Some, some, literally, some whiskey. woke up and uh, my daughter's car had been stolen, and I was like, and uh, you feel violated when that happens, even though. And by the way, I don't know if she knows that it's been stolen yet, so I I have to let her down and How let her know because it wasn't there. It was, it was a long story. It wasn't oh. with her. Well, that's better, right? Like for her safety. For her, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but it's just been a very complicated day. And and I was not I was I was just not having it. I said to my trainer when you guys walked in, right? Yeah. I was like, I think I'm drinking tonight. Like I wouldn't I told Pete, I go, I wouldn't be shocked if I drank this afternoon. We were talking on the way here, and it feels like the cross that you have to bear is if you're like, I don't want to drink, I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy. And then someone comes over and they're like, we'll smoke cigars and we'll drink whiskey. You're just in. No. You can't take a day off. No, that's not true. Is it not true? Yeah. I'm, I, I I'm happy to hear that because I don't want to. I don't do this with everyone. Like I do this with, like I do it with you guys. But I, I mean, I, I only because I know, I mean, two things. I know that a drinking cigar podcast gets better views. I just know it. People like me when I've had a little bit of a buzz on me. They're, they'll still show up. I can do a podcast with someone sober like Tim Dillon, and it gets huge fucking numbers. Whitney Cummins get huge numbers. Shit. I mean, I'll party with Whitney usually, smoke weed or something. But if I'm, you know that there's a there's an old. I brought school. gummies. I didn't know what this is going to be like. <laughs> I got gummies I just, in my I just, fifth Kiba, pocket. Kiba, you see what Kiba sent me for my birthday? I saw no. a whole fucking stack of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Kiba sent me. Kiba sent me everything for my birthday, like a fucking. I got on these fast acting ones. What? From a, uh, you're Kiva's such a different best. guy than you used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm much more sad. <laughs> you just gotta find your sparkle. 
I, I got to find my sparkle. I got mushrooms. I was going to take mushrooms today. I think oh I got to get on stage, talk about my wife hating me, and everything will be better. I think you need, I really think you need to get back on. I mean, look, I, I say Here's that. The, I'm going to ask you this as a parent. I thought you were going to say this. As, like how, miss, how much money do you make on the road versus TV? Do Keep you going. miss, <laughs> I, I, I make a good amount being let's, home. Let's go number for number. But I mean, me uh, and everybody else want to know sure. the numbers. No, but, no, but if you, I think if you knew what you were leaving on the table on the road, I think you'd definitely do some do weekends. You, this is the biggest thing more than money do you feel like you were able to because my daughter's in gymnastics right let's say so her gym her competition schedule doesn't come out until a month before so then are you for you are you going like i'm gonna miss that competition because i'm in omaha or are you not filming the special yeah or do you go uh i'm gonna cancel that date and move it so i can make my kids things were were your kids in things on the weekends that you missed. Oh, I'm sure they were. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you gotta, you gotta fucking find out the war you want to do. Do you want, do you want to try to fight a, a a land war in Russia in the winter? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> the I, look, I I just I love making breakfast and I love fucking great. being at these. Uh, my little one's in fucking co-ed baseball. She plays mm. tennis, and my older one's at gymnastics. I like being there, but you have two girls. Yeah, if I were completely truthful with myself, I feel like I should be on the road. And if I could be on the road and make money, but also make these events. Well, it's, it's I'll be a, all right. I mean, sadly, now's the time when you want to stay home the most. I mean, you know this. How old were you when you got together with your chick, with your kids? 33. And how old were they? They were seven and nine. It's like the fucking sweet spot mm -hmm. of where you get to know humans. Yeah, they were so fun. And I was on the road a ton. Yeah. And we are divorced now for almost four years now. But we have a great relationship. The I kids. Think. I think they would say the that. I saw yeah. you in a video with the kids, right? Or um, an Instagram post. Probably, yeah. They visit at least once a year, twice this year. Yeah. I'm someone that I, I went through. My parents got divorced a bunch. And I had a handful of step people. I lucked out. I got the best stepdad in the world. And then other than that, I got the worst people ever. Yeah. But Andy, it, he, it's like stepdad envy. It's the fuck. He's the best. He's the guy. If my wife leaves me, I want her to end up with a guy like him. <laughs> and they're both huge fans of yours, too, Bert. Every TV yeah. show I've ever done, they didn't weren't that impressed by. But the last time I was on your podcast, they were like, oh, my God, did you met? Wait, we, do you, you know, you know, Bert. Do you have? Yeah. The, don't you have the? You had all that material and then you had to fucking bail on it. Yeah. I guess I didn't have to. It just didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel fun to do anymore. The like uh, all the stepdad stuff that I was doing, and I still have kind of stepdad stuff because I, you know, am still in their lives and they're still in mine. So I have like this next version of being a stepdad, and they're also nineteen and twenty. So it's not like they're little kids. Uh, but I did, yeah, I did have are to they, bail. Are they black? Are my stepkids black? Yeah. No. Okay. I, so no, they're crazy. white. <laughs> Someone's got two black stepkids that I saw. Uh-huh. That comes out uncomfortable. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Nope. I'm watching a documentary on Netflix right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching a documentary on Netflix. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Killer Marie, Killy Butterbiller. Yeah. And I was like, I remember seeing them, and I was like, whoa, they're, oh, hold on. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, it's just two white, yeah, two white girls. Two whiteies. This is boring, uh -huh. boring white girls. I'm going to lean. I got a full midday buzz. It feels good, doesn't it? It's the best. It might be the best. Especially when it's raining and you feel like there's nothing to do in L.A. anyway. Yeah, dude. I, I, I'm like, I fucking needed this. Yeah. I don't know what anybody's getting out of it, but I, I'm enjoying it. Well, you know what? The thing is, it's the, yeah. And by the way, I couldn't tell she dyed their hair. 
because I see them as adults and they don't have that hair. <laughs> also Wait, some... was that bodybuilder who you thought I was? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, like, I was like, that's got to be Andy. <laughs> that's Andy. That's Andy right there. <laughs> that's Andy. That's, Andy that's me. I see how you confused us. No, that's the ex-husband. You're the stepdad. <laughs> the uh, I ran I ran a 10-minute mile this morning. I feel fucking phenomenal. And then uh, I have two pitch meetings today. I have a general meeting. It's the fucking greatest. It's like, and it's raining, so I know that like it's, I'm gonna Uber everywhere. I if I wish I have an animated thing if you want to do it. I have an animated thing that I wrote a pitch for that you're the lead voice. I'm I am not good at animated. No, you'll do the, the amount best. of work that goes into animated. Guy. Oh, I can do that. You just have to be a drunk guy. Can I record it on here and just go? Yeah. <laughs> I had dreams. I can't find my sparkle. <laughs> find my sparkle is the quote of the day. Well, it's 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 funny because um, uh, with that, you find these like moments of clarity where you're at where you're at a low sometimes where you go yeah. like you go Ugh. like all of a sudden you'll be doing something with people at the store or something you're like i'm wasting my life right now like you'll be in a in the green room and you'll be in a conversation and be like i'm gonna get my set i'm gonna get the fuck out of here like yeah. this isn't where i need to be like I, that's an acute observation is when you realize where you need to be and where you don't need to be and like finding all the places you need to be is so important and sometimes it'll define you be like god damn it man i'm doing this podcast and this isn't where i need to be meaning not like no, never I here but exactly like out, out there and you're like i'm yeah. fucking i'm fucking up and i need to start not doing these podcasts but also you uh i don't know i haven't listened to every minute of everything but you've mentioned leanne and you've you, you've talked about your wife and i feel like we just talked to her before this podcast yeah and i'm like dude if i had this wife well i i, I don't even know she's are we the, about to do a wife swap yeah well, by the way <laughs> is she good not luck. the best good luck. I get, she, there comes an owner manual with her is she not the best though like just in general in the idea of like when you're as a comic i feel like we go from one extreme to the next and she seems very centering and she is the best and smart and kind and just like talking to her made me feel better before this i, I you know i had this thing in stand-up where i never really talked kindly about my wife because i noticed the guys that did all cheated on their wives right Anytime a guy talked about their wife in a good way, they cheated. Andy used to have a joke about it, where it's like you don't want to do a bit about going home and getting a blowjob and watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you only you hear me complaining because you don't want to hear me do a joke about going home and getting a blowjob and watching. Yeah. A movie. You know, you it's can't talk about the yeah. good stuff because it's not as funny. Yeah, and and look, I I think no one wants to hear about how happy you are. Yeah, in your and, relationship, and I feel like I feel like with Leanne, she's such a fucking like legit. She give me a kidney if I needed one. It's scary how cool she is oh she i was saying i was saying something about life about like you you work super hard when you're a kid you get you're like say you say you're 25 and you get into this business and you have dreams of like big things and you go one day i'm gonna get a fucking i'll have a beach house or i'll have a boat and i'm gonna party and i'm gonna i'm gonna be out in the sun and everyone will be gorgeous and then and then, or I'll, I'll have my kids and we'll, and we'll all do this. We'll go skiing. And then, and then you get to this place where you realize I'm working nonstop. I don't have really a lot of time for that. I just live in a tour bus. And I said that to Leanne and she was like, well, then let's buy a tour bus for you and make that tour bus the best we can. And I was like, huh? And she just started the ball moving and was like, you live in your tour bus. Let's make your tour bus. Like, like her brain is, <clears throat> is thinks about the other person first, which I'm not that I, I think about me. Yeah. And she is all about thinking about you first. Like. 
you know, we did my birthday weekend this weekend, and, and she got five villas at Terranea. I was going to ask if you stayed in villas. Yeah, we stayed in we five. Go, I stayed in this, we, go, we go suites, but not villa. We haven't been to villa yet. Yeah, we stayed in five villas. She got them for all of them, all, all the people. And then she made welcome baskets for everyone. So they had the drink of their choice, um, some handmade biscuits and, and bagels. Do, is there a picture of the basket? Did she put it up? My wife and, does things where she thinks, where in her mind it's thinking about someone else, but to everyone else it's her thinking about herself. That's me. That's me. Where I was like, I put edibles on everyone's tray. She was like, oh, you're the only one eating them. And you're just making sure they're there when you want to go there. Yeah, you so now they're yeah. mine. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I put a bottle of vodka. I, put, I, no, no, I legit put a bottle of tequila in everyone's gift basket so that if I'd be at their house, we could have tequila. And she was like, yeah, that's for you. Like, that's not what they drink. And I was like, yeah, but give it to them yeah. in case we're all down there. But I think the argument, it's not even an argument. You're not where you are without her. Oh, well, oh. I think whoa, to me, yeah. it's just like, well, as an outsider, I'm like, that's clear. And it becomes, it, here's where it gets slippery, right? Because you think to yourself, um, uh, theoretically, you think you get to a, a, a place of success and maybe some hot chick wants to have sex with you. And then you think, you know, parallel universe, what if I never met that chick? And it is the, I think it's the good guy or the, reg, the regular guy who goes, oh, I'm not here without her. Sometimes you see the celebrities that goes, I did this all myself. I did yeah. this all myself. I'll fuck her. Dude, I'll fucking trade up. I'm yeah. going to upgrade. And then you go, oh, no, no. I don't get the hot tub at 9 a.m. when my body hurts. I don't have the hot tub that you can turn on from your phone without her. Yeah. Like, that. that's her brain. It's that not my drink brain. drink by you is there because of she, Leanne. Yeah, she gave me an iced coffee. It's right there. It's right there. Because, mm -hmm. And on the, this, on this the bag of edibles... Of in my man cave is here because of her. Now, what kind of fucking wife? And by the way, my blood pressure medicine's at the bottom of this. Like, <laughs> the, the only reason I, the only reason I'm alive is is because of her. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't be alive. I, I wouldn't be alive without her. And and on the flip side of it, you should get some credit though, because I will say I've said this for years of like when people are like, I would never cheat. What they mean is. I walk into the same fucking building and see the same fucking people and no one tries to fuck me ever. I, and I've never done it. I so just I should, had this conversation as in a, a comic, car full of comics. People are trying to fuck you. It's just the reality. You're yeah. constantly being tried to fuck. And you're saying no all the time because you have the best thing ever at home. Uh, it's it's funny because that shows up. I remember there was a chick that um that snuck on our tour bus and hid in the back. And uh, we found her. <laughs> and, and, we, and we were like, we we're like, at what point were you guys already on the road? No, we started driving and, and Ron goes, I think it was Ron was like, I think there's a girl in Ron the back, who? our bus driver. Oh. He's like, I think there's a girl in the back. My cousin Andrew went back, found her. He's like, you got to leave, you know? And also it's surrounding yourself by the right people. I'm sure you can surround yourself with a bunch of dogs. It's like, yeah. dude, fuck her. We're all fuck her. Come on, it's all. You know, uh, but like my cousin Andrew's like, she need to leave right now. He need to leave immediately right now. You go, you're leaving. Walk and walk around. Andrew, out. a married guy? Uh, he, no, but he should be. Just like a regular guy. And my cousin, he loves me. Yeah, he's the right guy. And she was like Bert, and I was like, I, I really appreciate that you like what I do, but I'm married and I'm faithful. I've said that, I've said that ad nauseum on stage, and uh, you should know that at this point, you should know that I'm not cheating. I would have already done it, and it would have already gotten out. They've already added all the bad comics. Like it would have gotten out. We're close to the the 
the internet being just like, yeah, it's instant. It's instant. It's instant outing. You'd have a picture of me already. And so I said, and then my, my tour bus driver was like, man, I, I can't believe you didn't fuck that chick. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, well. And, he, and then the next day we're driving and he goes, Bert, can I tell you why you're a man of good fortune? I was like, why is that? And he goes, because you say no to that sweet ass pussy. <laughs> I go, well, it's, it's pretty easy, Ron. And he goes, no, nah, man. I don't think it's easy. It's. I think you did something difficult, even if you don't realize well, it. Well, it's not until you get... you. you the thing you got to realize, you got to keep checking yourself and putting yourself... Because there are times of, of, like, I think for every man, I hope this doesn't come out wrong. My dad cheated on my mom, right? And I never understood it. And it wasn't until recently that I understood it. And I understood it in a, in a capacity of real, of, of a woman wanted to have sex with me and she was extremely beautiful. And I realized what, what was at stake, my marriage, my family, my life, my, yeah. everything I have versus this thing that was going to end in fucking 30 seconds. It's Michael Jordan playing $100,000 a hole versus a guy that's mortgaging his whole life on yes. one hand of poker. Yes. And I, and I, I, I opted out and I said, you know, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm just, that's not who I am. And I had this epiphany where I realized, oh, if, if, if you're just a dude who is, uh, maybe runs a paint company, right. And then, and you're in, and you're in Vegas for the weekend and you're with your boys and you got, you got your chick and you're happy, but all of a sudden something really special shows up and you're looking for the sparkle. Right. And you yeah. and all of a sudden it's there and it says, I want to fuck you. It's got to be really hard at 50 or 49 to say, I'm good. And I, and I had this, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I called my dad and, uh, I don't know if I've, I don't, I don't know if I've talked about this or not, but I called my dad like a week or two after that. I never really forgiven him for cheating on my mom. And I said, you know, I, I want to just let you know that like everything's good on my side, but I, I never understood what was going on in your life and, and where you were at. My dad was like turning, he was 47 at the time, I think. Yeah. And I was like, and I, I want you to know I forgive you. And he like painted over it and he was like, buddy, I appreciate it. Thanks. I went, no, 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 no. I need to be very clear. I have everything I've ever wanted in life. I've, I've gotten, not everything, but like I've gotten everything I never thought I'd get. And I, I, and, and, I don't want for anything. And I've been presented at times with times I say, I, I could say no because I've got everything I want. Yeah. And I, I've never put myself in your shoes where maybe you were struggling to make ends meet. Oh, and uh, amazing. Yeah. And, and I was like, I, I need you to know that I, I forgive you. And, you know, fucking typical 74 year old man gets emotional and he's like, appreciate it, bud. I appreciate it. I, yep. It's your mom. Your mom's a fucking saint. Your mom's a goddamn hero. I, I don't deserve her. She's better than I. Because my mom took him back. You know. Are they still together? Still together. Yeah, still together. So he heard you. Oh, he heard me, and it was it was a really powerful moment. But look, you got to go to enough strip clubs to get it. You know, Dude, my dad. My dad. Do you remember the show Psych? Yeah, the, I do. The dad taught the kid how to be a detective, and then he pretended to be psychic. That's how my dad treated cheating. My dad, from like childhood, was like. Here's how you do it and get away with it. And, and his <laughs> message to me was like, if you fuck around, your only job is to make sure they don't find out about it. Like everyone wants to fuck everyone. You just got to like keep it a secret. Dude. 
And if you keep it a secret, they're not upset about it. And the logic is so sound that I had like my early 20s were me fucking around on some guy that I was with her being like, well, if she doesn't find out, then everything's okay. It's, and it's, he ruined everything he's ever touched because he cheated. Well, there's a there's a solid argument met, made for narcissism, right? Like where you go, technically, as far as I can see it, I'm the only one that feels anything, technically. Right. You know? I remember as a, in high school and college, I remember thinking, I'm just trying to get to the chick I'm going to marry, right? So, like, whatever that path is, as dirty as it may get, in yeah. a Pol Pot kind of way, I want I want this to be a country that works, right? So we what by any means necessary. Not I know Martin Luther King that was not his message, but like, but like I, I want it or was it or or was it? <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so and but like we were actually talking about this this weekend is that uh, there are cultures where cheating is totally okay, like the Italian culture. You have your, you know, your mistress or whatever yeah. they call it. And like, yeah. And so like all of a sudden you start Danny going like, I, I mean, I, I thought my whole life, I was like, I'm looking for the chick I'm going to marry. So I got to do whatever I can to get to that chick. So if there's a chick that presents herself, that's better. I'll go to that chick. And then when I find that chick, I'm, that's my chick. But I, I think that in meeting Leanne, I realized, oh, that was a flawed system. And I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, for me, it was just a, an a realization of like oh this is the this is a great person and you don't want to not have this person next to you all the time like even when you're signing up for a cell phone bill like yeah. oh, you're signing for a cell phone this is the chick you want next to you that kind of keeps you level when you're buying a car this is the chick you want next to you that goes you don't need that like you want there's no like if leanne has any flaw and there are some <laughs> and we were pointing them out this morning is with, with leanne with Leanne, Peter, and my trainer in the room, <laughs> I was like, her flaw is she is overly generous with, she overly wants to help people. Yeah. And at times, that liability wise, that can come in. Hence the reason this car is stolen. The, uh, no, <laughs> I think it was like, I look at my wife and I'm like, there's definitely someone that would make her happier. Many people. And I guess I just have to keep her from meeting them and leaving me for them. Like I point out to Leanne, like, I say all the time, you're I, go, not, you're, I go, do you realize that I'm the best you could have gotten? Like out of all the dudes, the fake ones that drove the Range Rovers at 24 that did not, couldn't afford it and they were leveraged to their fucking gills to make you think they were a fucking movie producer. All those dudes. Yeah. I go, you, I go, I, I always joke that I, that she was a rescue dog and that i i grabbed her and i rescued her and she had the best life ever but in reality she, she was the one that for you she walked into the pound and was like in reality she settled for yeah, you she, her his ears don't fold over totally yeah his tail's been bitten he's humping too much he's humping way so much, too humping. much. Can I, I i had a little bit of a thought today about uh what was the thought about wanting to fuck because there's a real thing about like oh hold on Oh fuck! It was like a joke I wanted to write about, because there there is like a I was in, oh I got it hold on I got okay, it I got, I it, I got it, it I got it okay I got it I got it this is gonna come off sideways. Do you think Pam Anderson ever at like maybe thirty five was like and she's gone through a couple husbands and a few boyfriends yeah Do you think at one point she ever sat and was like all they want to do is fuck me? 
Like no one wants to like hear my opinions on 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 politics. Like they just want to fuck me because she was so the perfect thing, yeah, to have sex with. And then adversely, do you think Elon Musk is like no one wants to fuck me? They just want to talk. <laughs> like there's like I got the sweet spot of like I'm not that interesting, but I am fuckable. And Leanne's the same, but like these things that are like like just like the hot like all these things on the internet. I think both people have to settle. Like, there's no, like, there's no version, like, she, I'm speaking my own, I'm coming from a different place where, like, I don't know if. uh, Your wife's a a thinker. She's smart. She's brilliant. She's beautiful. It's all the things. I just think that she would rather be with someone else. And uh, I think of a world, it's like, um, it's, it's impossible that we're the best people for each other. Like she came in the other day, we barely have sex. And well, I'm put, watching put a face TV. On that, put a face on that. Because now, right now, everyone's listening, going like, "All right, once a week, no, once no, no, a dude. month." So we had sex one time in 2016, the whole year, <laughs> and uh, like we average, I would I would ballpark it like ten times a year. So she and and a lot of it is like me. I'm like kind of like trying and then getting yeah. rejected. So I'm in the den the other day. I'm watching a show and she comes in. She just opens the door and fucking jumps on me. And it's like ready to go. My only thought is the fucking audacity that you think (laughs) that I'm just okay, that I'm going to do this. I would never in my life just walk into a room and try to fuck you because I know that most likely you're not like and I could we're having sex. And I'm like, I can't believe she's fucking this confident that I'm just ready to go at any moment. I hated it. Like, can I tell a cool pure audacity? Can I tell a cool story about your wife? Like what I thought she was great. I think she just hates me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, there's a story you told about uh, one time you were doing your podcast, Local News with Alex Stone, and uh, you guys had talked about something. And uh, I think it was Alex's girlfriend, his fiance now, said to your wife, can you believe they said that? And she said, why would you listen to their podcast? She doesn't. She's like, I'm uninterested. <laughs> I had a podcast before that was shut down because one of the people's, uh, one of the guys on it's wife had listened to it. Maybe that's and they what had I'm thinking. Three of. separate fights. That might be what. And I'm we serious? had to stop doing it. Oh, Leanne's never listened. To it. And then Leanne's never listened to anything I've ever. So done. I have this new podcast, <laughs> the local news with Alex Stone, and Heather's like, I'm not. I listen. She's like, that's not for me. So she's, <laughs> I, I had. She's. You know what I would say that my wife, aside from hating me, she's the best. <laughs> aside from not wanting me in any way, she's great. Leanne does not find me funny. Like she genuinely. Like, a lot of times I'll run a joke idea by her. Like, what's interesting is she'll watch my special and go, that's great. But I think she measures it in my capabilities as opposed to going, that's great compared to. Was she like a comic, though? No, that, no, no, she no. Co- like, she has the comic filter of, like, that's no. Fu- doesn't laugh but says that's funny. No, no, she laughs. She laughs. Like, Who does what she, what, what's her favorite comedy? Like, does she have favorite comedians? Uh, She does. Um. Uh, but it's, it's not going to come out right. She's a more of a fan of crowd work. Really? She loves crowd work. I think that happens when you see a lot of stand-up. When you see a lot of stand-up, you become a you crowd work fan. You start to respect like that. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want to, because I just shit on her for not liking comedy. I don't want to say this, but her favorite comic is Ian Bag. Like, she loves Ian Bag. 
but she likes crowd work because I think she feels like what I'm doing sometimes is a trick. Well, some of the knock on Ian Bag is like his crowd work is the same every. Some of the crowd work is the same, so it's like that's also a trick. Yeah, well, yeah. But Ian Bag is great. Ian Bag's phenomenal. She, um, she is. Hello. Yeah, I can't remember right now. You, you, I remember you. You saying, watch him. You start to listen to him. He's like, "Fuck!" I talk like you that. end up saying, "Hello, hey, hello, it's good hey, to see you, back. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. All right, buddy. Yeah, yeah, doctor, okay, hey. yeah. <laughs> but no, um, she is, uh, she is not. She. It's funny because like, we watched Nikki Glazer special and uh, on HBO Max, and the girls were in the room, and she caught herself laughing and stopped, and was like. This is funny. And I was like, well, just finish the laugh. Like, just don't stop the laugh right there. Like, let, get, yeah. let yourself have it. And she's Enjoy. like, yeah. And she's like, well, I don't want the girls to know that I like this. And I'm like, no, that's part of the fun of fucking comedy. Don't paint this picture. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, she's watched, I'll throw in a special and she'll shit on a special so fucking quick. Have you seen Ryan Hamilton's happy face? No. Dude. I was like fucking slapping the bet i'm like really it's one of the hardest laughs for an hour really it's on netflix i i, I know I, i'm good friends with ryan i can't get him to do another one it's murderous and heather loves it it's the whole thing it's something the reason i brought it it's something you can watch with your kids and not feel bad it's brian regan-esque well i saw i listened to brian regan in the car with the girls driving over laurel canyon and they were crying in the back seat, laughing. I went too early on Brian Regan with my kids, and I'm I I put Brian Regan on. We leave my house. We live like five minutes from the Grove. We're listening to Brian Regan live, which is, in my opinion, one of the top five comedy albums of all time. Yeah, and they're not having it. We get to the Grove, and uh, we get in the car, and then my little ones list like, I just don't think he's funny. And I go, you can't say he's not funny. He's one of the best comedians of all time. What you're saying is, I don't think he's funny. And that's because you don't have the life experience. To, and I give them this full speech on Brian Regan's fucking, you don't talk about Brian Regan like that in our house. Yeah, no, that uh, I'll tell you one of the coolest things that I've ever experienced is Georgia and her friends are all very like naturally woke. I think anyone in high school these days going through the whole pronoun and, and, and non-binary. It's good. That's an fluidity. instinct. They, they don't have to like think about it extra yeah it's yeah like they just go that's that's i i i accept people for who they are and 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 uh, being i don't even think people call them lesbians anymore it's just whatever it's whatever it is and then to watch her go on fully loaded and watch someone like shane gillis or big jay okerson or david tell and watch her fucking fall apart laughing trying not to was like was one of my purest joys that's like a college kid. Yeah. Because they were like, I'm not sure what I'm offended by, but you're in the gray area. And is it so funny I can't help it? Like uh, David Tell is the standard for me. It's like if you mm. if you if David Tell everything, it's go, fucking one of the I'll, best. I'll get a, I'll get emotional about this, but go to the Father's Day post I posted on Instagram. One of my favorite moments. Oh, is George pulling up next to me to watch a tell on the big screen. Oh. It's like it's like a tells on dad. And and you just your favorite there. comedian like my there's favorite, people your favorite comedian, comedian David Dell, David Dell. like you David Dell. the thing you have to accept Bert you are people's favorite comedian they're like what's your favorite comedian Bert Kreischer and your favorite comedian is probably Attell or Brian Regan I think oh, that's yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah, thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. your yeah. favorite comedian whoever you are your favorite comedian's favorite comedian is Attell or Brian Regan 
Oh, my my favorite comedian is David Tell. My favorite comedian is David Tell. He's David doing Tell, something on. It's like a. It's got to be that one on the left. Nope, nope. Yeah, there you go. Oh, uh, shut up, oh, man. Oh, come on. Um, uh, the next one, it's got to be. There we go. This is it. His Father's Day. I can't believe it. But more is importantly, is she so proud of you? Uh, do you think she's proud of you? Uh. Or is that an unhealthy thing to want from your daughter? I think I think, <laughs> I think it is an unhealthy one thing to want your kids to be proud of you. But I think there is such utility in Sweet. living Take. your dream and having your kids see you living your dream, and then they feel like I can do anything. Take a look at this. Is this is my favorite? Look at this. Me and George. It's unreal. just watching it tell, dude. The fucking greatest. The fucking greatest. It's so great. But How so many funny. dates did she do with you? She had all of them. Or no, she didn't Are you have serious? them. She had half of them. It's and on then, the bus and everything? Yeah, lived on the bus. But what's great is... Did she uh, manage behavior-wise? Like, Because yeah. there's some debauchery, right? Which is the word times. that makes Larry uh, David laugh. Yeah, they got caught a couple times. Shane Gillis busted her. He's like, uh, you and Daisy drinking beers? She was like, no. And he was like, bullshit, you're drinking beers. She's like, yeah. no. And he goes, I'm not your dad. I'm not going to say anything. She goes, we've had a couple. And he goes, walks right up to me. He goes, George's drinking beers. <laughs> well, that's what it is. You have fucking five uncles. You have an aunt and five uncles on that tour. Joey Diaz is on there. The whole fucking thing was loaded with everyone she knows. And um, But yeah, man, that... that David Tell doesn't know how great he is, I don't think. No. When we got on this... there's a, Take that picture of that private jet. I was an absolute cunt about who sat where. And everyone's <laughs> like, started grabbing seats. I go, I'm going to stop everyone right now. Dave Attell is sitting right there. Everyone else, pick your seats. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, anyone else? I go, Big J, I'd like you to sit next to Dave Attell if that's okay. And then we all, and then I was like, who's sitting next to you? I go, I don't give a fuck. I'm staring at Dave Attell and I'm going to talk to him for the entire fucking flight about how I have basically fucking hijacked what career, when he's talking, I go, I, everything you've ever done in your career, I've wanted. Like that fucking party fun everything except the good comedy part i've done. i saw him with uh hedberg it was david tell hedberg i, I i'm forgetting the other name lewis it was black. lewis black yeah i'm i'm not forgetting because lewis black's so, it's it's it was, but it was, it was the biggest tour that's ever happened one of the best yeah. shows i've ever seen in my you, entire life at the pageant in at the louis. pageant in st louis mm -hmm. yeah 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 i was there and david tell is i think like on another level but because he doesn't recognize it we he don't as a group he's, recognize it. he's running he's running uh six minute marathons and oblivious to who's standing on the side hamilton told me that like one of the like rite of passage things about being a new york comic is david tell calling you in the middle of the night asking if you have this bit and then he he runs a bit that he has he's like i got a new bit it's this and it's the best bit you've ever heard yeah. he's like do you do something like that and you're like no, I don't, I don't do anything like that. Yeah. He's so aware of like, I don't want to do something anyone's ever done. I just want to do this. I want to be David Tell, but he doesn't recognize it. It's fucking amazing. It's, he's, I mean, he's my favorite. It was, it was fun because like in that whole moment, she watched everyone from like Mark Norman to Shane to, uh-oh, hold on. Let me find out if. The car stolen? Yep. Hold on. Hey, what's up? Where is it? It's in Sun Valley. I've got to go to the police department now. I just got back from the police department. Ina called me and she said, 
she out downloaded this app called Ford Pass and she found the truck. Well, she found it two days ago. Wait. It's the last time it was updated. Okay. And, and, and so, how about that? I'm that, going back to the police department now. That's great. I bet it's filled with meth. Or homeless oh, no. people. All right, I love you. That's, I'm stopping by to hit the keys for a truck. All right, and by the way, if it's not in great shape, just don't drive it into the river and don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, love you. Did you come in here for a reason, Peter? Uh, yeah, I got 10 minutes till that, too. All right, I have a pitch meeting in 10 minutes. All right, buddy. Um, uh, we can ride pretty much right up to that. Can you just set it up? I got it all set up. Okay, yeah, it's perfect. All right, we'll keep we'll keep rolling. Have another drink. Um, yeah, to to, you know... It's funny, I, I, I've i gotten to show Leanne great comedy, but showing your kids great comedy. And what's funny about the Regan thing is like, I, Brian Regan's, you know, you, it's great when you get your goat, but also when they they treat you and like <clears throat> with like these, they, they were a real person. I remember Brian said to me, hey man, I'm in, whatchamacallit, if you want to come yeah. out with the girls. And I was like, Brian, I'm on the road. I wish I could, I wish that, I could just very quickly cancel all my road dates to come out. Fluffy hit me up when he did Dodger Stadium, and he was like, hey, man, Dude. you want to open for me? And I was like, Fluffy, wow. more than anything in the fucking world. You have no idea what a big event this is. In comedy. If we only have 10 minutes, I'm going to pee while we're waiting. Yeah. Good luck getting out. <laughs> yeah. We getting this all on camera? Yeah, perfect. Keep the wide. <laughs> all right, perfect. David Tell does a thing uh, that I've gotten to do twice where when you open for him he'll he'll bring you on stage to riff at the end yeah and uh the first it's happened twice and the first time i was like please let me do this again i swear i'll be better the next time because the first time you're just so like you're my favorite comic in the world i can't believe i'm standing on stage with you and i don't want to interrupt any of the funny stuff that you're about to do say you know i said you know i said no did you really i couldn't i was like i can't man i had to sell the merch so i, I went oh yeah <laughs> What merch do you sell? Do you have it on your website? Uh, yeah, I have t-shirts on the website. I'm thinking Pull about up. selling a hat. I'm nervous about it because the price point's high, but I think it'd be nice to sell a hat. Oh, look at that but, fucking picture yeah. of you, you hippie. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. I like that picture. Yeah, I sell those shirts right there. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, hats are confusing because I'm because I'm I'm super super particular about my hats. So I only wear fitted hats. I have a big head. Oh, yeah. You have a big head. What size is I got your a head? big head. I don't, I've never uh, had a fitted hat size, but I wear the like large, extra large, semi-fitted. You know the semi-fitted ones? Try that pink one on. I love those. Try that pink one on. And then put it on and don't say anything to Tommy when he comes in. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's, oh, there's two. This is a little big. That's my hat big, size. But... It looks good on you. Thanks. You man. should start wearing hats like Maybe that. Maybe I will stage. start wearing. <laughs> you look good in that hat. Why don't you just lean into being like a fucking, like, like just re you need a thing, right? Like I take my shirt off. You need a yeah. thing. <laughs> I need a thing for sure. You know, I thought I let my hair grow. That could be it. This could be it. Tommy, though. do you think this could be his thing on stage? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like everyone everyone has their thing. We've killed two bottles of whiskey. Dude. Did we finish the Winston Churchill? We did. No, I mean, there's more. Too, I, felt, it, too, I felt like it was something too nice should, to have a finish second. It, finish it. We should finish it. I'll, I mean, I, if you insist, I'll have a second. It was so good. It's so good, right? This is the best. Let's have a little. Here, pour me a little sip. I have a pitch meeting for a fucking game show. <laughs> Are you still doing the one uh, no. TBS one? No. 
just empty it. Oh, that's a lot more than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) This is going to be a long fucking day. Pete, I need some ice. Um, That was so good. That's great, right? It's, uh, it was Winston Churchill's favorite bottle. Crazy smooth. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, I like that kind of energy of, uh, drinking where you find something old school. Dude. And this is impossible to get, I assume. It's, no, I think it's tough to get. Are the cameras out here? We should do this. Yeah. <clears throat> Did they even make that still? That... No, no. That's oh it was gosh. bottled in 1935. <laughs> oh my god, it's so <laughs> yeah. good. It's bottled. In the, it's, 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 I wish I had a second glass. <laughs> here, take some of mine. Take some of mine. Kill yours. Kill yours real quick, and then pour. We'll pour this in here because I poured way too much in mine. We'll pour a little bit, and then take some out of this with the ice in it. There we go. There. And this, uh, did you get some, Andy? Yeah, I just got another little splash of it. Thank you. Um, I yeah, that's a couple the, cubes, though. That's the cool thing about, uh, of like, uh, of like a cool, uh, my buddy, I forget his name right now, is a guy I met on the road who came out and did a whiskey tasting. He did one for me and Tom. And he was like, yeah, you can find these bottles that have been bottled in like 1972, 1935. He goes, this one's from 1935. It was it was distilled in 1935, bottled in 1940, and it's it's uh, it's Winston Churchill's favorite bottle. And I went, fuck, yeah. So you bought this? No, he gave Just, it to me. Oh, fuck. He gave me that and that. That one's, I think that says 1972 on it. This has a little separate label just to denote that it's from 1972. What's funny about that is he goes, uh, it's, I can't say it's going to be good. He goes, you know, obviously <laughs> there's not a lot of records about it, but pretty cool that it was bottled in your, the year you were born and that every life experience you've ever had that liquor has been waiting in that bottle for you and i was like yeah. oh that is pretty fucking cool i'd like to do that with cigars i'd like to try some aged cigars oh dude um my buddy paul that i was telling you about at the uh buddy from the v cut he's the guy that's like he has some stuff that's aged he's found he's sitting on or he's aware of like if you if you really wanted to find a cigar that was from 1972, he could find it. So I, I wouldn't mind doing that. And I wouldn't mind like these cigars that I have left over. I just got, bought an electric humidor. Do you know what are those? I bought a I have a wine door that's turned into a humidor. Oh, really? I got one of those. Yeah. What's an electric humidor? Electric humidor is a. I'll um, look at it when we're. It's, it's, uh, it basically is just mechanical. So you pour the water in, it keeps it. Oh, yeah. yeah. As opposed to like a humidor. I like my little wine door. I don't even plug it in because it's in my office. That's climate controlled. My friend Ian did this thing that it. it you ever have someone where they do something you're like, I'd love to do that, but like, I can't. Yeah. Time passage yeah. happened. So when his kids were born, he bought a box of Cuban cigars. No, that were from the year they were born. Every year on their birthday, he smokes a cigar out of that box, and then on their 18th birthday, he's gonna or their 21st birthday. He's going to smoke a cigar from that box with his kids. Fuck. So I guess it's got to be a box at 20 at least, right? So like typically a lot of your boxes will come in 25. So he's got it. He's got it all locked down. That's what I have. I have um, the third one in the top. I'm a little blurry visioned right now. <laughs> Something like that, but a little bigger. The girls, bought it. the girls bought it for me for my birthday, for my 50th. 
they bought me an electric humidor and it's funny i'd had a company reach out and try to give me one and i was like hey, I, yeah sure and then the girls were like nah just i'll buy you one and it was cool it's cool uh we have a new podcast studio that we're building and it's more set up to like be a hang uh, and and I like the table. I like the table aspect. I think it, it is, is that more just engaging. for your podcast, or you do? Are you on a network or studio? So or? I'm my own network. I have four podcast. <clears throat> I have four podcasts. Halston, right? Uh, under my banner, and then we're adding. But we're not adding in a way to make money off comics. We're adding to just help. What are, what's under your thing? Uh, it's me, uh, Birdcast, uh, wife of the party, open tabs, and uh, something's burning, and so. Oh. And so we're building. I want to do something's burning. Done. I, I, Done. I'll have Jen set it up. I watched it as a fan. No, it's it's, like, it's 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 been doing great. I mean, look, it's it's pretty in house. We're not, we're not like a big network. We just do everything in house. Is this too much pull back the curtain? It's over here, right? It's right there. Well, we're that we're, blew my mind that it's just over there. Well, we're building a new kitchen for it. Yeah, because because Leanne didn't like having everyone in and out of her house, and so we're and, and the same with the podcast is like sometimes you'll have people that you want like. It sounds crazy, but I'd love to have like Takashi Six Nine on my podcast, only because I followed this kid's weird fucking career. But I don't technically want Takashi Six Nine to know where I live. <laughs> so like, so like, so like, and, and was like, it would be weird to have him come in and see my kids and be like, play with my dogs, and and, and so uh, so uh, so we built we we've got a new podcast studio and we're building it out right now, and the, the hang will be better. I'd love, I would love for you guys to come back for the new podcast studio i would love for you to and 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 and, and something's burning if you guys are interested i'd love Mm to um but yeah yeah we're doing it i wish i could i wish i didn't have i'm literally walking to a podcast in two minutes or not a podcast a a pitch pitch in two minutes but i would love to i love that you're fucking full-on whiskey for this pitch yeah that's the beauty of not caring this thing that you just (laughs) this shit right here it's maybe some of the best shit I've ever drank in my life. It's pretty fucking And people good. want, they'll never be able to have it. Maybe. No, I don't think, I don't think you can get it. It was a gift and it's, it's the beauty of, ah. it's the beauty of like a fucking sparkle. To the sparkle, gentlemen. To the sparkle, buddy. Hey. All right, I'm going to go pitch. I'm going to go pitch. You sell. You're going to go sell. I'm going to go, uh, I can. I, I think it's know. a sell. Uh, the money's not great in television. That's the thing with comics. When you get to a point. I might bring my cigar into my pitch. Uh, Great podcast, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having us.